It begins with the sound of frantic skittering, a susurrus of scrabbling claws and squirming tails that grows louder and more insistent by the moment. Then, boiling up from their hidden lairs in a tide of unwashed fur, they come, the verminous swarms of the Skaven. These are the spawn of the malevolent deity known as the Great Horned Rat, and in all aspects do they embody their foul god. Devious and conniving creatures, they are utterly assured of their own towering genius and their inalienable right to conquer the mortal realms. All who would threaten the supremacy of Skavendom suffer the fearsome wrath of the Horned Rat's armies. The ground rides as teeming hordes of mangy bodies surge across the battlefield, overwhelming all in its path in a frenzy of rusty, stabbing blades. Batteries of techno-arcane weapons level the battlefield in a blinding cascade of vile green lightning. Obscene monstrosities of stitched-together flesh hurl themselves at the foe, drool spilling from between their yellow fangs. Stalking through the mass of bodies come towering rat demons, horned heads twitching back and forth as they observe the terrible slaughter delightedly. Since the dawning of the mortal realms, these ratmen have thrived, gnawing upon the very fabric of reality. Now, as the era of the beast unleashes a tide of bestial savagery across the cosmos, the Skaven are stirred into frenzied action as never before. Forth they come in their teeming millions, killing and conquering in the name of the Great Horned Rat. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep informed, entertained, and have a laugh or two along the way, bringing you fur and teeth and claws. Die, die. <laughs> Dave Whitek, and that, my friends, is the Skaveny Chris Walker. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Not much. Oh, Skaven time. Yeah. Thank so God excited. it's the lore time because I'm excited yes. for this half of this episode. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, yeah. I, 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 Skaven. I yeah. love it. Uh, I know I, you I, do. I love Skaven. And I got to say, you know, for, a, for lore that is. Pretty straightforward, all things being equal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that I like in this. Like, it's not a ton of, you know, surprises, not a lot of things you did, you know, but the, it, it, well, like we were saying before the show started, mm-hmm. they haven't had a new Skaven book in a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. And yeah. Um, just the, what the Great Horn Rat was doing, what the plan was. Yeah, it was um, neat the way they kind of. Brought his origin story into into this. I thought that was cool. The description of the realm of metal mm-hmm. and that stuff. It's just, there's some really cool pieces. Unfortunately, the coolest parts are in all those little blurbs in the timeline. <laughs> yeah, because the rest of it's pretty much like we knew most of that. the The expanded background on the horned rat and his plans and yeah. how how he got into the mortal realms mm-hmm. is great. But then, my my, fa- yeah. my favorite section is the gnaw holes section. That's just yeah, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's like wait, what are they doing? Oh, this is what happened. Oh, that's just dumb. <laughs> it's so cool. And I'll say this: I know we're gonna ju- we got to jump in all the other stuff, and then we got the toolbox, and then we've got the lore. But 
I mean, we always knew the Skaven were a threat. When when you read the end times, yeah, and they get down there, and I forget who it was who got into that Skaven. But it might have been the dwarves who got into the the Skaven war, and and they saw all the brood mothers or whatever they yeah. were called, and just the. This, the, the 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 vast numbers of how many there were it's like wow we are out we we if they ever just all came at us we'd lose yeah well, and they 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 approach they kind of talk about that in here too and oh yeah it's thank, thank goodness that's never gonna happen it's kind of frightening the, though the, like yeah for the for the people of order and civilization they're they're lucky the skaven are the way they are the amount it, of damage these things have done and continue to do to reality itself <laughs> yeah is bananas and you know they've tunneled so much I, i'm I, i'm amazed that the mortal realms have not collapsed in on them just uh-huh. because of how much they've torn out of things yeah. it's nuts but before we get into that mm-hmm. let's take a minute to thank the sponsors of the show that's yep. uh chaos superstar Six Squared Studios for all your basing, 3D printing, MDF tokens, tabs, uh, uh, you know, uh, four by six mat borders to make them the right size without cutting your mat Mm -hmm. or putting ugly blue tape on it. Uh, If you need something, Six Squared has got it. And um, yeah, Kevin and uh, and them are just. I got that new retail store opening. Yes, they do. Because Brad is cranking out, making that place beautiful. The man mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. The real power. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not forget, of course, Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. Indeed. Because there is always something happening at... Bing, bing. Grognards. Yeah. And also, of course, our Patreon sponsors, the Patreon patrons who make this show and every single episode of this show possible. Indeed. Uh, more, more, more so now than ever, um, mm. because I, as, as we sit down here and I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm just like, wow, everything like I'm, we have to we've got to basically I got to redo the whole recording studio area because of when we had to get new stuff yeah um just the upgrades and everything was like literally everything all our mics and headphones were 12 years old or Mm -hmm. you know it's like okay we got good stuff now yeah and it works but now i gotta find a place to make it all fit and work the right way but Mm -hmm. these guys every one of the patreon patrons made that possible and that includes our associate producers, Jake C. and James Brown, and our executive producer, Scott Milne. Uh, thank you guys all Thanks, guys. for being part of that 1% who make this show and every show we do possible. Indeed. Um, voicemail. We have voicemail. Ooh. I don't have any voicemails at Aww. the moment, but we do have voicemail. And if you wanted to call and leave a voicemail for an episode, you could dial 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00. And then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Do it. Call. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so I think, well, why don't we just take that quick break? Mm-hmm. Uh, before we jump into the toolbox, because I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. I want to make sure I have my notes together because um, it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks, uh, not just of hobby, but of all this cool stuff in general. And I want to make sure 
that I don't miss anything when I want to say thanks to yeah. all the people who are freaking awesome. Um, yeah, I need to just thank people, so I want to make sure I do that properly. So we're cool. going to take a break. We're going to come back, and when we do, Toolbox. Nice. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Hey. All right. We're back with the Toolbox. Yeah. Brought to you by Chaos Orc Superstore. <laughs> All right. So, what kind of hobby have you been doing, my friend? So, well, I've been reading the Skaven book. Very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> of course. Goes um, without saying. I hope you yeah. read it. If you come in here blind, that's going to suck. <laughs> but I've been, um, I've been painting. I've played in a tournament. That's right, you did? That was fun. I were at Grognard Games. That was good. Grognards. Yep. Uh, it was a three-game tournament, and I brought Maggotkin <laughs> to that one. <clears throat> I brought a Befouling Host army, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we could, talk, we could talk about that a little bit if you want. Sure. Uh, so it's three games. Um, first one was against... Uh, Lumineth, and it was a really fast, sp- like army that was like it was all kangaroos and, all, and yeah. cloud riders. Yeah, it was I all came in at the end of that and saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, like wind. There's like twenty wind chargers on the table, and archers and sentinels and wind mages flying all over the place. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of stuff going on in that game because not only was there tons of movement, tons of magic, tons of everything. I mean, my turn. You know, there's all the stuff going on with the Nurgle stuff. We only played two turns. <laughs> That's bananas. Yeah, it was two hours, like two hours and 45 minutes. We played two turns. I was kind of like, erg. So that was, you know, that was not I think, ideal. I think that is that is a risk that happens if you have two people who have armies that just have a lot of bookkeeping and a lot yeah. of all these little special things. And yep. you're, you're literally, that's what it's, that's what it's built around is building up that stuff for late game. Yeah. And, and Lumineth are just Lumineth. Like they've got all this. I mean, it's like I'm doing everything in every phase, mine and your game. So yeah. I just, it's, it, it just drags. That's yeah. It took and a when, lot. Yeah. When two of them come together in the same game, it's mm-hmm. just, ugh. and it was the first game of the tournament. So, you know, you're always like, you know, you're trying to still get into the swing of things. You haven't played in one in a while. Like, yeah, it was my first tournament in a long time. Yep. 
and you know just that, that it was there's not really much to say about the game really i mean it was just <laughs> it was you know, it was it was kind of crazy um but i lost by one point like eight to seven because we only played two turns you know i was like yep. okay it's kind of weird um and the next game was against um was against another Lumineth Realm Lords player. Um, and this one was, this one was, we actually got all the turns in. Uh, by this time, I had kind of figured out what my army does and, you know, how to play faster. And uh, the guy I played Connor, he was, he was pretty adept at his army. He knew what he was doing and we managed to get through it pretty quickly. That was, that, it was a super fun game. Like, Everyone kind of got to do what they wanted, you know, got their units to do what they wanted them to do. It was really fun. Uh, you know, big cows smashing stuff with hammers, plague bearers just not dying. You know, uh, Pascal Blight Lords making all their saves. It was just crazy. It was a lot of fun. I managed to win that one. And then the third game was against the Stormcast player um, who had a big dragon. Oh, okay. He had not. He had one of the uh, Star Drakes. Mm-hmm. It was a Star Drake, and then a Redeemer Force. So it was all Liberators, Judicators, and one unit of uh, Retributors, and a guy. Uh, and then he had the. That's old school. Libs, oh, Judies, yeah. and, and Retributors. Oh yeah. I owned all of that, and I never. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had a unit of ten Judicators that were, they were tearing it up. And then his Star Drake was just bullying me from like the first turn. He like got a turn one charge in with his retributors and the Star Drake. Oh no. <laughs> he went first and got two turn one long, like nine inch charges. <laughs> I was like, oh man. Uh, Cause he was teleporting. He was playing uh, one of the, uh, uh, it's, it's not the uh, signs of the storm. It's the storm keep armies. And um, he was teleporting with the, uh, the guy with the, the priests and, uh, he tell you know he teleported his retributors nine inches away, made the charge, moved up his star drake, made the charge. I was like, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just having, I'm just counter counterattacking, counterattacking, and then leapfrogging like that battle with like my faster stuff, you know, trying to get into the back of the. And then it's just a a battle of attrition. At some point, you know, my plague bearers and my small unit died to the star drake, and then the big unit went in. And then, you know, then I'm just like hammering away with Beasts of Nurgle. You know, they, because when they charge in, they do impact hits and then they die. And then I summon another one. And then that one charges in, does impact hits, and then it dies. <laughs> I had three of them in the army. Nice. So they just, they, that, those things are amazing. Those Beasts of Nurgle, they are, they are fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, I was playing Befouling Host. So I had the three trees. You know, plus, you know, I'm like, all, you know, I kind of like swarming around with Nurglings and moving up with uh, the uh, Plague Drones and the Pusco Blight Lords. And so I'm getting all my contagion points. And so I'm able to summon, you know, a decent unit pretty much every turn with this army, which is kind of fun. And uh, I managed to win that one too. So, and in the late game, because I was getting pounded at the beginning of that game. Oh, sure. But we had, so my, my army, my, it's a late game army. So, you know, kind of comes into its own turns four and five. And, uh, yeah, I managed to win that one, you know, on the last turn. And, uh, it was good. So two and one on the day with the Maggotkin. So that's a good result. It was a lot sure. of fun. Yeah, it's good. A lot, a lot of fun. Nice. So I sort of celebrated that. I painted up, uh, another unit of 10 plague bearers because you never have, 
too many play bro. I got fifty painted now. Um, and then I, I painted the new some new the new plastic ones. I painted another Blight Lord. Okay. And then what else did I paint? Oh, I bought um one of the Underworlds crews, the uh oh what's the Brog's Buccaneers or whatever. It's the big ogre with the. Oh yeah, yeah. With the Noblar friends, those are cool looking they are models. Cool. They're really so, nice. So it's like the, it's like the, he's like a man eater. He's got like a giant sword and a and a and a gun. And there's a parrot and a monkey and two Noblars. Oh geez, now you're ready to use them when you play ogres when the new book comes out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because we know so those they, things are great to add into your to your army. <laughs> yeah, they, they were super. They were super fun to paint. And then oh, sure. for some reason, I painted five gut rippers. I had them. They were like primed and like built on my table. And I bought one of the new uh, contrast paints. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I bought Bale Red. And then I bought, uh, that's a contrast paint, one of the new ones. And I bought Targor Rage Shade, which is a red wash. It's a really dark red wash. Okay. And I wanted to see what it looked like. And they were just kind of sitting there. And you know how their scare shields are red. So I painted their scare shields red with the bale red over the wraith bone, and it looks awesome. Then I like washed it with a targor rage shade, and it looks it looks sweet. Nice. So then I I did kind of the same treatment to uh, a uh, a terminator that I had um, built and primed. So you know as a blood angel, and it looks amazing. It's such a, a good paint. This bale red paint. It's fantastic it's light years ahead of the old blood angels red okay when it goes on over i use wraith bone you could put it over probably anything it goes on it doesn't like it doesn't yeah i don't know if you ever used blood angels red before but it kind of left like kind of like streaks where it wasn't quite pigmenty enough i heard about that yeah coverage it goes on really well it's it's amazing (laughs) frankly it's yeah, oh, and then I painted, um, I can't remember her name. She's the um, the named uh, Stormcast character, one of the commemorative right. series models. Yep. She's like the, uh, she's the protector of like the ninja stance. Right. Like, uh, I can't remember her name. Liana. Stormcast, the Stormcast person. Yes, yeah, I, I, paint, I, 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 I just wanted to paint gold. <laughs> I wanted to paint gold armor, so... I painted her in my usual hammers. I'll, I'll probably use her as the uh, as the prime for my the uh, my protectors unit, which is what she is actually. Okay, cool. Uh, what else did I do? I painted a sp- another um, Spoilpox Scrivener. I painted another one of these guys because if you're going to run Plague Bearer hordes, you probably will want two of these dudes. So I painted another one. So I've been painting quite a bit so yes you have yeah it's good it's a lot of fun i've been enjoying it a lot lately um then i've been reading um it's called feast of bones it's one of the uh warhammer uh uh oh no not that one i read i've gate of bones i read that and i'm reading wolf time right now okay so uh, the dawn of fire novels oh okay so yeah I've been reading that. That's really good. Uh, and then just, you know, white dwarfs and trying to stay 
up to speed on, you know, what's going on with different armies and things, watching a couple of battle reports here and there. So it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. So that's all your hobby. That's all my hobby since the last time we did this, pretty much. Yep. Okay. Uh okay so my turn I guess. Um I'm trying to get my list together. I'm going I'm going to be hanging out and doing some gaming in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh um, What are you bringing? Uh, see I've the, the Night Haunt book is kind of calling me cuz it's new. Yeah. And I've got a lot of that painted, but I don't have like the character stuff done. And I also still I I really like playing my cruel boys though, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking about them as well. Which I also don't have a lot of those character things done. I got more yeah. Night Haunt painted than the other. Yeah. So I'm just leaning toward Night Haunt because more it's more of it's painted. I would that, that's the way I always go. If I, I go with the painted stuff. Yeah. I just I I, I got I I like playing the cruel boys. They've got mm. so many cool things that they do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, though, like I said, I probably do Night Hunt. I'm trying to put together a good list with the new book because I really haven't played with it because I've been just messing around with the Cruel Boys. Yeah. yeah, the Night Hunt have a lot of neat stuff that I don't know if we've seen them in their full glory yet. No. There was one player at the tournament who was running them, and uh, he had just an inordinate amount of the Blade Guys, Revenant Guys. He had tons of them. <laughs> All right. Those guys are nasty. They can be. Those guys with the, the big swords, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are awesome. He had a coach. He was running that around. Uh-huh. Um, I don't... He, he, he was focused on just bodies. He had just tons and tons of just units. Okay. And I don't think he... I don't... He wasn't too... It didn't look like he was that worried about, like, the big characters. Like, I don't think he had Lady Olinda or any of those people. He was really focusing on, I think, just masses of amounts of troops. And, you know, and that's what they're good with. That's what I yeah. like about this. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think it, I, you know, that's, that's. Yeah, I mean, in an objective game, you know. Yeah, the bodies, you know. They're perfect for that. Mm-hmm. I, think the, I think the only thing they run into that kind of, hurts them a little bit is they're pretty much their well I mean all their battle line they're pretty much all Galician veterans mm-hmm. so they can get just pounded by bounty hunter units yep you know what I mean it's but that's kind the of risk a, you play with everything nowadays it is but there's ways around it with some armies <sighs> not so much with night hunt because a lot of those a lot of those troops are battle line yeah, you know, or battle line if I guess. Uh, yeah, so I think you, I think you kind of have to figure out like, you know, what your plan is. You know what I mean? Because yep, I mean, just like everything's battle line, chain rest, reaper, spirit host. You know, they're a lot of that stuff's battle line. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I mean, dude, I don't. I don't play this game to win. I play this game so that I can hang out with people I like. So Yeah, I mean, that's probably why the guy was running so many Blade Guys Revenants. Because mm-hmm. they're not battle line. <laughs> you know? Well, how many things get to be hunt, uh, bounty hunters? Anything can be a bounty hunter. But how many units can you have of them in your army? Three. Three. Okay. So, yeah, that could, Okay. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a caveat to be a bounty hunter, I think. I don't think a hero's going to be a bounty hunter. <laughs> right, but yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, whatever. Like I said, I, yeah. I don't care. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to get some primer down on my Harlequins so that I will have some base coat at least ready for when I go to play. Because we also play some mm. Kill Team. Oh, man. I, that's another thing I want to talk about is Kill Team a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, got the, I got the Morak book. Uh-huh. I was reading through that thing, and then I watched some kill team played on a you know a stream uh-huh. and you know i was just kind of reading through how to play and it looks pretty awesome uh, i absolutely adore yeah that game mm-hmm. um in fact the pro- the biggest problem with kill team is it shows me the where the other mini games lack um, mm-hmm. it, it just, it makes Warcry feel not good. It mm. makes it, it's like, uh, it's, it's just, it's so far ahead. Of uh, Warcry? Yeah. That, well, Warcry, Warcry is like fishing for sixes, right? That's kind exactly. of your beat against it. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. And I mean, mm-hmm. and I know they've made adjustments and I know the game is better and I haven't really played it that yeah. much. I've only played it once as a demo. Yeah. It's just, I mean. I don't know. I just I I love Warcry, but I just don't want to go with gray models. Now here's the problem, and let me ask mm-hmm. you this: mm-hmm. I've got some of the it's sty it's stylies or something like that. It's air. I think it's it it's it's a big like quart of primer. They sell it, and um, I know you can run it through airbrushes. Some people do. Okay. Um, but it's also it's very thin. But you know, I it, if you can't, if the weather's not permitting, you can you know get a paintbrush and brush it on. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um. This last like two days ago, uh, I I we finished building, um, and I'll get into the story about this. But uh, the the starter set for Marvel Crisis Protocol, hmm, okay, and could not spray prime, could not airbrush prime. So there I was with a brush, brushing this stuff on, and it's pretty mm-hmm. thin, mm-hmm. and like all the brush strokes are like super visible. And oh I'm, yeah, yeah. And then so I put on a second coat. After it dried, like really mm-hmm. thin, just trying to get rid of some of the brush. It's like there's brush strokes. You can kind of see the gray underneath parts of it. Yeah, and it's sure. not thick or lumpy. Like, in yeah. fact, I painted the car and I did a second coat and Harrison's looking at it. And it's like it's just brush strokes everywhere. Yeah. But the, but when you run your finger over it, it's smooth. Mm. And I'm like, is this OK? I mean, not if you're using like uh, contrast paints, obviously. I but if I'm just kind of, using regular mm-hmm. paint. You know, if I'm just using regular paint, is that going to be okay? Yeah. And that's I my concern. I, I mean, we're going to find I, out. But I think regular paint, you'd be okay. I think even with contrast paint, you'd probably be okay. Because contrast paint are slightly translucent, aren't yeah, they? Pet, the new ones are. Yeah, and I don't so want to put it cool. over something that's not very even and flat underneath. Now, I won't because I'm going to use either the Gracier or the Wraith Bone because that's kind of what you use for those mm-hmm. things. Um, but. Uh, I just, I just didn't like how it was looking, and I don't know if maybe I'm doing something wrong, because I haven't really hand brushed on primer in flipping forever. Yeah. But uh, oh, it was it was nightmarish. It really was. Hmm. Um, I'm just looking and going. Oh, I, I hope this is okay. We'll find out next week when I paint a couple of these things. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh no, this is this is not sweet. Hmm. So I was just like I said I was I was nervous about that but um 
Oh, man, I totally lost track of where I was going with this, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I I'm, I I don't want to I don't want to hand prime Harlequins because they ain't <laughs> cheap, and I want yeah, them to look good. Yeah. So right. I'm I'm literally thinking that I I'm gonna take just get up in a morning uh, because mm-hmm. it, when it's still kind of cool and not very humid, and I'm just gonna yeah. have to get up early, go out, stand on my on my lawn, and just spray prime. Yeah, them. So at least I can get some base coat colors down. Just yeah. something basic. I spray primed the other day and it was fine. I'm just so proud of you for priming at this point. I did. And you've been playing for how many years? And that's like we just <laughs> the the show shamed you into priming. No, well, no. I mean, I only do it for expediency. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to just ah, I just want to I just want to get these guys going. Yeah. So I, so I, spray primed but it stuff. looks they, it looks better when they're properly primed it's just that nice base coat especially now when you could play with the whites or the blacks or whatever you're doing mm. but uh i'm just teasing you so look <laughs> so um so yeah i've been sort of building and painting a little bit um i've also been spending a lot of time uh because work is going full swing and mm-hmm. i'm almost done with grad school oh that's good <laughs> like i should be done by new year's like it, i think I have, and I'm going to call tomorrow and confirm, but I have like two classes, like legit classes, and one of those one credit courses where you have to like write a stupid paper and compile all your other work and show what you've done to earn your master's. Okay. So, but that's it. And like done by Christmas, but I've been cranking through all this stuff trying to get that stuff done. Um, so it's just been juggly, you know, we're trying to get some, 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 some Warhammer time in. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have been building more stuff because, uh, you know, Games Workshop was nice enough to send me some uh, Horus Heresy stuff, and oh, yeah. I am definitely going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? Uh, oh, so Harrison and I did get some Blood Bowl stuff, and we've got oh, yeah. the. We I've got he picked that the new elf team, the true elves or pure elves or whatever they're called. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I got the undead team because the werewolf and the pumpkin head people looked really cool mm-hmm. um but we actually told barnett that we had gotten this and barnett loves blood bowl ah. and so he bit the bullet and went out and bought the book oh that's cool and i'm like yeah because when i'm done with school i'm like when i am done with this i'm like so in january harrison and i are going to be coming over to your house barnett to play some blood bowl and he's like oh my god that would be awesome so he bought the official rule book then he bought i don't know what it was it was like one of these other books like the 2021 year review or what something like that yeah yeah and he's like it's almost all fluff it's all he's like there was like <laughs> one army in it for the price of a normal it cost the same as a battle tome he was livid but you know i was like dude why'd you buy anything other than the book like if you need anything else we would have picked it up you know because like Mm -hmm. so he's yeah he's going through and and just you know he's picking his stuff us we're going to actually get him playing Uh, honestly this will be the first time he's played anything by games workshop in probably well i think i think i gave him one demo of war cry and him and harrison were both like meh but other than that and i think he just did it more for because i asked him to do it so i had someone to try it out with yeah, well, that's cool. Um, I, yeah, I have I have Blood Bowl. Too. I have two teams. Cool. Well, you know what? If we start getting this together, yeah, you'll, you'll play too. Then. Yeah, I have an orc team and I have a human team. Because Barnett's I, living in Park Ridge, and I think you're closer uh, to that than my house. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can get two games that, going. Yeah, Blood Bowl is actually the first Games Workshop game I ever played. 
The first Games Workshop <laughs> game I ever played was Chainsaw Warrior, their oh, standalone yeah. uh, game. And yeah. you know, I didn't realize it was Games Workshop. Like mm-hmm. I didn't. I just looked. I said there was a game, and I was twelve, and it said Chainsaw yeah. Warrior on the box. <laughs> You're darn right, I bought it. Yeah. And and then I sold it at a garage sale years later, and then I started playing Warhammer. I'm like, that was a Games Workshop game. Now yeah. I'm looking to get it back. And if you look for that game on eBay, it's not cheap. So I said, mm-hmm. forget about it. But mm-hmm. I used to get Games Workshop and Game Designers Workshop mixed up. Oh, Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, that's been a lot of my my hobby thus far. Um, now I did want to take one moment because I can and talk about uh, work. Um, this year is the first like full full year back from the pandemic with no anything else. Like we're back. Uh, we were back last year, but it was weird stuff, you know, still happening. Here we have clubs being allowed and all this stuff happening again. And Wargaming Club is back on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, like, a copy of Old Kill Team. We had one copy of Underworlds, the old Underworlds. And we had the original uh, War Cry box. And that's kind of what we had. And we had... I mean, you know, I had my own and we had one for clubs. So we had kids. The kids, basically, there was two kids who really loved to play Underworlds. And they would come every week and paint models or play Underworlds. Um, We had a couple of kids who just came to build and paint models because they they were not gamers. But they were just like, I like to paint and this is pretty cool. And then we had about eight kids who just came and they played Warcry. And they would come every week and play Warcry. And they loved it. Mm -hmm. Um and then that was before the pandemic, and then pandemic hit, and we couldn't have any clubs. And uh, last year we were back, and they were kind of letting us have a club, but they didn't know when, so I was like, we didn't do it. So we started this year, and as like I said, as, as I dug through all the stuff, I'm like, this is kind of, this is a little weak. This is a little sad. Hmm. So I went on the Facebook page for the Garage Hammer page and my own, just my regular Facebook page, and said, listen, dude, if there's anybody out there who's got some stuff they don't need, like, and for anyone who doesn't know, I work in a I work in a school district that is, um, shall we say, uh, not an affluent school district. In fact, I think we're in like as far as you know money for students and stuff like that goes, we're in like the bottom ten percent in the state of Illinois. Like it's not, it's not great. It's not sweet. Um. So I just and and like I said, when we ran the club last year, one kid out of all the kids, like, and he asked for it for Christmas. He got a war band for War Cry. His mm-hmm. own. That's like, cool. Like his, he asked for it. His parents bought him it. I taught him how to paint. I'm going to tell you something. Getting one of these students who've never played a miniature game, never seen it because this is just not something that is in their wheelhouse. They've never been exposed to it. Yeah. And I've come in with pre-built models. I, I built all the models. I got everything ready. They're playing. And then you know, I showed them some of my painted models. And they're like, I'd like to try. And watching them paint their first model. And I was based, yeah. I was teaching them base coat wash dry brush like okay sure you know they paint up that base coat and they're like these don't look that good I look at your models i'm like dude i've been doing this for a while and i'm mm-hmm. still not that good so just don't worry about what mine looks like just make yours mm-hmm. then you watch them put on that first wash yeah and everything pops and their right. eyes light up and then you teach them how to dry brush and now mm-hmm. they've got highlights and they're like yeah Oh my God! What do you think of my model? And they're showing mm-hmm. their friend. Can I take this home and finish it? And I'm like, sure, <laughs> go ahead. Like, because it's yeah. not theirs. And they're like, could I? I'm like, here, here's the paints you were using. Here's a couple brushes. Yeah. I'm like, go ahead, take it home. Make sure you bring it back next week. And it's it's so cool, right? So we're yeah. starting club again this year. And so I put this out within an hour. 
I had at least a dozen people responding. I had people wow. responding with, you know, free one-page rule sets for if you've got some just some 40k stuff and you want to let them start small, here's mm-hmm. some stuff. Um I had people um in fact I have one uh, couple and I I don't have everyone's name in front of me, but there was a couple of guys who I still got to talk to them. And of course, once all this goes through, I will definitely make sure everybody gets mentioned. But it's like, hey, I've got a huge gift card to my local game store I'm not using. Once you get all the stuff that's donated, if there's any odds and ends you need, let me know and I'll just pick them up for you and send them. Wow. And I was like, wow. And then like um, fa- friend of the show, uh, Matt Snodgrass, he is from No Regret Games. You know, he's mm-hmm. got his game store. Um, they actually just sent a donation and said, here, here's some... Here's a do- so just pick up the extra stuff you need. Wow. And I'm like, cool. Or like, okay, like good friend of the show, uh, Jason Tick, uh, co-host of the Minorities Report podcast. He messages me and he's up in Wisconsin and he's like, uh, meet me over at the Brat Stop in Kenosha. I got stuff for you. And I get there and he's got like a trunk full of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is sitting in my closet. I'm never using it. You know, I know what it's like. Let's get the kids going. We're chit-chatting. Just, I mean, it, it, ridiculous generosity. Like, gave me several boxes of things. Had any one of those would have been a generous gift, but he's got several. It's bananas. I went the day that you were playing. I was mm-hmm. really actually busy that day. I had a lot of family stuff, yeah. but there were two guys playing in the tournament, Ivan mm-hmm. Nunez and Dan uh, San- Santangelo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked to them a lot at the tournament. I two went over super there. cool, cool, Great cool guys. guys. Yep. Um, the generosity, the things that these guys gave. I mean, and yeah. I don't know if I should be saying what each person did, name every little thing, mm-hmm. um, but ridiculously generous. That's super cool. When I say ridiculously generous, I'm saying not just ge- people who have game stores or manage game stores, and we've had, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, just your average Joe handing me in shrink wrap brand new starter boxes. When I say starter boxes, I'm talking like Warcry starter boxes mm. or like Dominion size starter boxes. Wow. Here, give this to the kids. And I mean, these kids would never be able to afford this stuff. And there's a lot of people who understand that. And they're like, I'm not using it. It's going to a good cause. I mean, it's not going into my closet, right? Yeah. Uh, and But the generosity is bananas. Uh, Travis Winter over at Tower Games sent Mm -hmm. a huge box to the school. They're like, White Tech, you have a huge box down here. You need to bring a cart and come get this. I'm like, okay. Um, I got a box in my house that showed up from a friend of the show, Ryan Fuller. And he gave me an entire 50 paint paint set, among other things. I mean, my kids are so set. Um, have they seen all the stuff yet that you, that's been? Yeah, because yeah. I okay, I have a like locker in my classroom, like it's embedded into the wall. It's got a metal locker front. It's really large. It's not like a little school locker, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm supposed to put my stuff that needs to be locked up. I don't have too much stuff that needs to be locked up, and I have a yeah. locking drawer on my desk. So my personal stuff, I just crammed into my desk. This locker is almost full. Wow, I have. They have everything. They have X-Wing. I got some X-Wing sets. And there's still people who are sending stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, even guys from other companies. I know Mantic has said they're going to send us, like, just a couple of their games. Because let them try it. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Yeah. The generosity of our community. I was almost in tears. Hmm. And, like, the guy I ran it with last year, he's a big Warhammer player. And he can't run it this year. And he came and looked. He's like, holy 
crap how did you get all this i'm like i just asked like mm-hmm. and i just said to the community if you've got some extra stuff that you're not using yeah can i just have and i don't i did not expect this yeah. i did not expect new sealed boxes of games i did not expect all of this stuff and it's crazy it's and, super cool yeah and i just and and like i said people are like and there's more stuff on the way yeah and i'm just like this is amazing in fact and once again, new kids taught them how to build models. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you, that bell rings at 310, and I say club starts at 315. At 311, mm-hmm. these kids are like, okay, where's the models? We're building them. <laughs> then I'm sitting there, and that's what I was doing. I was priming everything they built, hand brush yeah. priming it. I'm like, okay, yeah. next week I'm going to show you how to paint. I like, can't wait. I'm like, do you guys want me to teach you how to play this game? They're like, nope. Like, we just, like, not really? it, well they're gonna learn they they, they want to learn eventually oh i see but they want to paint their models first yeah and they're so excited because they've never wow. built a model before that's amazing and i showed them like really step by step like i went in in the teacher mode and i'm like okay here's their stuff here's your equipment here's when you mm-hmm. clip here's how you mm-hmm. clean it put it together excuse me put it together showed them how to dry fit it glue it yeah um you know and i had i did i did captain marvel because that was just the first sprue i picked up yeah and this one kid in my class like i've seen him with his stuff and he's got some spider-man stickers and stuff mm-hmm. and so i was like because i let him pick the game of what the models he wanted to build he picked marvel and i'm like all right mm-hmm. so you want to try to build the models he gets like okay why don't you try spider-man and his mm-hmm. eyes lit up and when he got that <laughs> thing built he's like it was it's so cool and, and yeah and now now kids are starting to see stuff there's a couple more kids starting to come and the club is the club is small because we don't have anybody who was in club before hmm. and last time we had the same problem club starting gra- off small everyone graduated yeah they and all you, did and you, yeah, and you couldn't replenish your numbers through normal because channels there's nobody there there's, there was no one there yeah. yeah and so now it's doing the same thing i'm still trying to get word across because our campus we have five thousand kids in my high school that's crazy and it's between two campuses so yeah. I don't have the freshmen or sophomores, so I'm trying to get word over there to get them to take the activity bus over to the school to try club. Yeah, yeah. But so right now it's mostly juniors and seniors, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, first we got a couple kids, then I got a couple more, and mm-hmm. um, there's a display cabinet in the wall, like one of the, you know, you walk down, they have this stuff, you know, for schools, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's really not being used. And so I've requested it, and as the kids start painting up some stuff and we uh. get some more stuff, I'm going to put up, some you know war gaming club and put up pictures of the games and i'm going to put some of the models in the case yeah so let kids see because when they see the models they get a little more interested they come in they're at least curious yeah you know Uh, games workshop does have like an official yes they do and and the the first year of warhammer club was they they sent that to us and just Mm -hmm. now recently they've been talking about it again but no they sent us all the starter stuff yeah we had the smaller starter set for uh, Age of Sigmar. They sent us some stuff for uh, 40k, uh, yeah. like like the some of those omnibus novels, like one sure. one for like a bunch of the short stories for AOS, one for 40k, yeah. some paints, some brushes. They sent. That's how we got started. Yeah, that's so cool. But it's like once I, I it was amazing. Like we, I'm telling you, I put this stuff out near the end of club. The kids were doing their thing. I'm sitting there and I'm looking. We don't have a lot, so I'm, I just texted out and. By the time I get home, like, like, not even an hour later, because I was telling right before we left, I was just like, put that out there. I'm like, I'll see what happens. And mm-hmm. it was like all these people, like, dude, just what's your address? We'll, we'll give me your school address. We're sending it. It was bananas. Yeah, that's so cool. I cannot thank the community enough. This is, 
I was going to cry. I really was. Like, it was, I was that, t- I couldn't, I'm opening the box, I'm just, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Yeah, is it every week that you do this? Like one, Every Wednesday after school. Every we meet Wednesday up after and, school. And it's two hours of, and it's two hours, which is why we're trying to play smaller, quicker mm-hmm. to learn games, because I want them to, you know, be able to play a full thing yeah. while we're there at, at, at school, and it's, mm-hmm. and they are loving it and they're you know, just shocked when they saw all the options they had the, the second week yeah. yeah you know i'd have to i'd have to i i should come up there on a wednesday you could school. i could get you a pass guess, to come in yeah i do i should i'll do I'll, i'm gonna do that yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure mm-hmm. out a time we can do it right mm-hmm. now things are wonky there's a lot of crap going on at the school yeah, of so course, it won't yeah. work but it's like i think like next month after after like you know once we get into october i think it should be mm-hmm. fine cool Cool. Um, that's pretty. I'm that you know, I took up way too much time talking Toolbox. In fact, we've talked <laughs> Toolbox for like thirty. We haven't had one in a while, mm. and I've been doing stuff. You've been doing stuff, but this, the, the you know, wargaming club at school means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, one last thing, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk. We'll talk Skaven. But one of the kids who responded was the kid I told you about, who asked for Warcry for Christmas mm-hmm. from his parents. Yep. Mm-hmm. He responds to me on Facebook because you know, he friended me after he graduated. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got a couple of war bands you could borrow if you want for Warcry. Oh, wow. And I'm like, seriously? You're still playing? He's like, yeah, I play every week. He named some game store in Waukegan. He's like, yeah, I go play pretty much every week. And you got a couple of us who play. And I've got several war bands now, and I'm just playing with this one right now. So if you want to borrow the other two, just let me know. Like, wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. my. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. That is yeah, so yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, you know what? Let's break, and when we yep. come back, um, we will uh, we'll jump into this Skaven lore because it's fantastic. Let's do it. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, the premier stop for your gaming needs. Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So, do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> All right. The Verminous Menace. Mm. Love the cover of this book. Yep. The old Gray Seer. Gray hanging Seer out. hanging on the screaming bell. Yeah. 
so cool. I like the little the little rats with all the bones sticking through them on mm-hmm. the on the bell with him. Um, it's I love the cover. I always like to mention the covers because the covers just sort of set that tone. Yeah. All right. So, um, okay. If you don't know who they are or what they are, a few beings in existence embody the rampant anarchy of chaos more fully than the Skaven. They worship the great horned rat, a god of famine, treachery, and desolation, and spend their entire lives plotting their own selfish advancement. And that's the Skaven in a nutshell. Thanks, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're just like, you know, they're, they're just treacherous they're human-sized rats yeah yeah who who don't who try to stay in the background and people forget that they exist and then they attack you know what i mean and then people fight them off and defeat them and then they slink away and then they scheme and plot and and they come back, and then because people have forgotten that they exist again. Well, and the weirdest thing is in the in the yeah. world that was nobody believed in them. That was right. the thing. Like they were <laughs> yeah. like Bigfoot. Everyone's like, "Get out of here!" There's no such thing. Uh-huh. And then they would come and half destroy your town. Mm-hmm. And people actually saw them, and still, either a nobody believed those people, or those <laughs> yeah. people were everyone thought they were crazy, and they shut up and convinced themselves it never happened that way. Like, it's yeah. weird how yeah, the I mean, Skaven the, menace uh, works. I mean, the best Skaven stories are from the Felix and Gotrek books. Of course. I mean, my God, Skaven Slayer is no. probably the... That might be, I think that might be my favorite of well, those books. And there's a whole... <laughs> so bu- yeah, that's the one, because you, you meet... I think you you meet Gracier Thankel before the Skaven Slayer you do, book. You do. But then Skaven Slayer book is that whole thing where he's trying to trash Nuln, isn't it? It's isn't it Nuln he's trying to I, Yeah, yeah, it's Nuln, yeah. And the you it, nothing epitomizes watching the back uh, it, It's they, amazing. They so perfectly good. Yeah. show you what Skaven life is like and it's wonderful. Oh. Man, it's so good. Um, and it keeps going because Grace Your Thankful shows up all the time, including in the end time books with uh, mm-hmm. Gotrek and Felix. Yeah. Like it's there every it's crazy. Yeah. It was my favorite part of that. I think we've talked about it before is Thankful is obsessed with Gotrek and Felix. He is obsessed with them. They are his mortal enemies they are his nemesis they are he, that's they, he, they are the batman to his joker that's right. exactly and he plots what against them and he's trying to defeat them and scheme against them and then gotrek sees him is like who are you that's right because they don't see him for like what five six years and they <laughs> like, see them. Like, like who are you and he's like i'm, I'm your cool. nemesis I'm, I'm your ne- they're like we don't know who you even are yeah and then the one is like, oh, wait, I think we did fight this guy before. And he's like, did, didn't we destroy your really big monster? And he's like, oh, it drove him nuts that they didn't even right. recognize didn't him. didn't even know who he was. And the thing is, he stands out. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a gray seer. They yeah. don't look like other Skaven. And no. that's the only thing. They're like, oh, wait, you're that one. Yeah. Oh, you're one of the, you're one of the oh, the wizard ones with the horns. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we remember. I think we remember you. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah. it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Now, there's a couple of things I do want to point out from the beginning here. Um, if you don't, if you've never read any Skaven lore, if you just play mm-hmm. the game, mm-hmm. one of the things that you that you hear constantly 
in the books and in the lore, but you never get in the game. It's called the Musk of Fear. The Musk of Fear. I was going to bring that up. They have they have uh, glands, yeah, where that they excrete this musk, um, uh, you know, from their bodies, you know, uh, and it's the and to the point where it happens so often in the books <laughs> that there was one part where it was he was he, it was clenching so much that now it was just sore and there was no musk to squirt. It was <laughs> yeah. just like it's and they talk about it constantly. It's yeah. literally on the second page or page yeah. five, but the second page of it's in yeah. the 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 what the the. The first par- full paragraph. Yeah, it says, says, cowardly beings by nature, Skaven prefer to scamper away with a squirt of fear musk rather than face a fair fight. Indeed, the phrase fair fight does not exist in the Skaven language. That's the greatest right there. That I, I, I saw they talked about the fear musk, and I'm like, okay, cool. But yeah. then when they go to the fact that the fair fight is not in their vocabulary, I'm yeah. like, okay. So what emboldens the Skaven is when there's just a ton of them. Of course. So they're not going to fight you one-on-one. They're not even going to fight you two-to-one. No, they're, they're going to fight gonna, you 20 They're going to wait until there's like 40-to-one, and yep. then, they get, then they feel good, and then they go crazy. They used to have a rule strength in numbers. Remember they that? Did, and yeah, they counted yeah. as like extra, because the more there was, the better they were. I think they counted double their rank bonus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was something really it's, weird because they, yeah. 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 And, um, uh, yeah, so they're more like, yeah, when we're 40 to one, we feel good. And then they get, then they go crazy. They like get frenzied. Right. Right. And, you know, you know, and so they, you know, they fight like rats, you know what I mean? They swarm mm-hmm. all over you and they bite you and they claw you and they stab you and yeah. they do all that stuff. But then, you know, if they, if they're winning, Skaven are, they're, you know, they're powerful. They'll, they'll attack they'll run after you they'll run you down if they're winning when they feel they're going to start to lose even at the hint that they might lose then they just run away <laughs> like okay we're out and they always blame all their failures on everyone else it's never each individual skaven's fault like every individual skaven believes that they are the smartest Skaven in the room. There's something in here that I get, when we get to it, I have it highlighted. I want to read because it's, <laughs> yeah. it, the way it's described is so perfect. But it's yeah. true. They used to have a rule called lead from behind. When this game, when you were playing in ranks, rank and yeah. file, yeah. Uh, you always had to have your champion and those things in the front rank. Yep. Skaven put them in the back rank. Yeah, it was totally loud because it's called lead from the back because yep. only a moron would be in the front line. <laughs> exactly. So like the next one is like each Skaven believes with absolute conviction that they are an unrivaled genius worthy of the utmost glory. Any setback or disappointment can be ascribed to jealous rivals, and every disastrous twist of fate can be blamed upon the incompetence of their peers. Keep going. I have that whole paragraph marked. Yeah. It is only their complete inability to see beyond their individual selfish desire for power that has thus far prevented the Skaven from overrunning everything in a tidal wave of worm-like tails, yellow claws, and scabby brown fur. Yep. Literally. I mean, in fact, before that, I had only one other thing marked on this page, and it was mm-hmm. if you were to add together the populations of all the civilized races, mm-hmm. they would still not equal the Skaven's numbers. <laughs> all right. The Skaven outnumber everything. Every, everything. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And yeah. they should. They should. It's, it's frightening. If you really think about it, these guys are probably the biggest threat in the Warhammer world. They really oh, in the mortal realms. Probably, yeah, for sure. If they ever get get those last couple of their plants, because I'll tell you this, 
they found another one of the 13 deadly poison things. They concocted another one of them. They've got nine now. They didn't have nine before, according to the old lore. (laughs) But they found another one now that Kragnos is alive. Yes. Um, And and basically, it's also talking about they can be anywhere. Like they're not confined to like just one of the mortal realms. They could show up in the eight points, and they could overrun the eight points pretty much any time they could. They wanted to if they could get their act together. <laughs> sure, think if you focused, they outnumber everything. If you yeah. focused that on the eight points, yeah, I mean they'd wipe out everything, and then Archeon would show up, and he, I mean, how many can he kill? Right, Archeon versus all the Skaven. A million rats. (laughs) There are billions with a B. It literally says in this book, there are billions. Yeah. Billions. Mm. And so the other cool thing about this page is- The Skaven outnumbered Jeff Bezos' money. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And I guess the other thing that's cool about this page is 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 the thing that fuels- Skaven society, the is warp, warp stone, warp, yeah. warp stone. So warp stone is a completely unique uh, mineral deposit, whatever it is. It's not realm stone. It doesn't have anything to do. They can use with, realm with stone. Realm. They, it's they just not as stone. good, right? But warp stone is com- is completely different. It's you know it comes from just magic. It says it's the condensed form of magic. That has Warp- been fully corrupted by the powers of chaos. Warpstone is what was the... Okay, there was no Realmstone in the world that was. If you're a player right. who never played old Warhammer Fantasy, yep. there was no Realmstone in the old world that was. There was only Warpstone. Right. Okay. And, he used to fu- and he used to fall to the, gr- you know, to the ground and like being, being like meteors. Yeah. And it was and it was all over the place, uh, and it right. was in in little deposits, and you would find it, and it and it was, yeah, it was basically, I mean, magic comes from the realm of chaos. We all mm-hmm. know that from the old. We've talked about this on the show before. Yeah, and when it comes through, if it solidifies, it becomes warpstone, and mm-hmm. because all magic is sort of from chaos, and it just has to be tamed properly. Right, and so this whole idea of and that's what's interesting when the, when the when the mortal realms formed that each of them had a sort because they came from the winds of magic yeah from the world that was is what formed mm-hmm. them they yep. developed their own type of warp stone which wasn't purely corrupt it was based on the same which is a cool idea kudos yes. to the writers yeah, for really coming neat. up with this but we didn't hear about Warpstone in the beginning. Mm, yeah, Remember when we yeah. first were playing, and it's like, no, yeah. Warpstone is still here. Because even yeah. when they went into the eight points and they found that stuff, that's the the, the Varanite, Varanite, which is mm-hmm. like eight points own unique sort of yeah. uh, realm stone. Yeah, Warpstone's kind of like Varanite, but it's actually but more, it's not more. Yeah. It's actually more powerful. Yeah, it, it's, so, it's far more destructive. The Varanite yeah. will warp things and melt them and mutate them. Yeah, but warpstone is just like nitroglycerin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the Skaven and the Skaven use it for everything. everything. It's like that. It's like that commercial. Well, you put that bleep on on everything. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, these that's guys do with warpstone. <laughs> they grind it up yeah. into powder. Yeah, and Graciers like mm. Thankful. Thankful mm. has it in a snuff box. Yeah. And he will just snort it when he needs a boost of magical energy when he's yeah. about to do magic. 
Yeah, he rubs and it on his gums and he snorts it and literally. does all kinds of stuff. And, and you know what? That's some of the best reading in yeah. those Gotrek and Felix. And Gracier Thankwell had a trilogy of his own stories. Yes. And like not Gotrek and Felix novels. Right. And every time he would snort this stuff, <laughs> suddenly like they would describe the power coursing through him. But yeah. not only that, once the power starts coursing through him, the delusions of grandeur, the <laughs> yeah. complete distraction, like a junkie. Like oh, yeah. it's like it, it's it's like worse than cocaine and and more powerful than heroin. But this guy, he would snuff it and all of a sudden he'd be looking around and he would like sometimes almost forget what it was he took the boost for because he would get so full of his power that he'd be like, you know what? I don't need to do this. I'll just destroy all of you guys right now. And yeah, then I don't just, have to do this yeah, thing. I'll, I'll and just then, vaporize everyone in this room. Yeah. And then he had to like, and then he had, wait, wait, no, 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 that's not, no. no. Yeah. I need, I need them. I yeah, need them to, to do this. So I can't kill them. It's so much fun. If you've not yeah. read, the 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 Gracier Thankful trilogy of books from the old world. Yeah, um, and, and pick up and pick up Skaven Slayer. <laughs> Skaven Slayer too. Skaven oh Slayer God. is one of the best. It's so good. Yeah, um, and so or, so the Skaven with Warpstone, they they do that. The the Graciers use it, but then the other clans use it too. So like Molder Clan Molder, they're the Beast Masters. They'll take it and they'll like pound it into like the flesh of like their mutants and monstrosities and they'll use it to like they'll mix and, it up yeah, yeah and the things that make these th- like you know because right. it'll it'll accelerate their growth but yeah, they'll, like, they'll, they'll take an arm from one thing and stick it on another thing and they'll use warp stone to make it fit and work and do that yeah and, like, it's it's like snake oil it really is yeah, but it works yeah. Yeah, it's just then, you're never certain how it's gonna work yeah and clan eshin will use it they'll lace like their their bullets and their, you know, their warpstone stars. They'll infuse warpstone into their weapons and daggers and things like that. Yeah, because it'll mess you up. You get hit yeah. with that stuff. Yep, and of course, Clan Skyer will integrate it into all their crazy war machines. And and because warpstone is volatile, like okay, it, it if you drop it, it won't explode. I called it nitroglycerin, it, but. <laughs> it will explode not necessarily that easy and you hook it up to these machines and you start running stuff through it and it is just as likely to kill the user as yeah. it is to wipe out an entire i mean and once again i keep falling back on the old because i just love the old fantasy rules but just yep. like when you would you you'd roll this thing and it would wipe out entire units or mm. just blow up or just blow up yeah. you know and it's like it, it was so crazy what it could yeah. do I mean, it does kind of does that in the game now. They have like a new mechanic for it. It's just really interesting that basically the the engineers, the warp block engineers, mm-hmm. can like they can just disable all the safety mechanisms and just go full bore with these things. But they're, that's crazy, yeah. <laughs> but they're just gonna blow up if you do it. Oh yeah. But that was like when you that's used to have the fun, yeah. But that was like okay. But remember back in Eighth Edition when you would just six dice monkey. Uh, uh, yeah. with your with your with yeah. your dark elves, I'm gonna roll six dice. And, oh, for and, yeah, and then it would just cause you to blow stuff. You could just blow up. You would become the. You would become a. You know, you'd send in a cheap wizard to throw a spell oh. and have it blow up on purpose, just yeah, to yeah, yeah. just to go and 
and, yeah. and just be standing next to your enemy and take them out with you. That's right. That's right. They used to blow up, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And and that was like I remember Barnett talking about doing that when that first came out in that edition. But Skaven been doing it forever. They're the ones oh, who invented yeah. that stuff. They don't necessarily want to blow up. Yeah, I think but, it was when you. I said if you rolled well, like double sixes, you got pulled into the warp. If you were to roll double was, sixes, then a, then a four or more, you got pulled into the warp, and no, then you. That would, was if you miscast. First, you, you had to miscast. Then you oh, had to roll. Right. You had to roll a four or less on the results table, and you would yeah. get pulled into the warp. Yeah. And I know this because, and I, I don't remember the exact number anymore, but I I think it was it was either eleven or thirteen. I, when I started playing, I stopped playing dwarves and started playing with um, the uh, uh, undead, vampires. the vampires. Yeah. I was playing against either against Chris Yu. And I think it was the first either 11 or 13 times I cast spells, mm. every one of them got pulled into the warp. I miscast and then pulled into the warp. And we figured out the odds of rolling that yeah. that many times. It was something like one in like a couple of thousand that yeah. I could have done that. And it was just, he was laughing so hard, I was pissed. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it's I, crazy I, I, what happens. I hated that mechanic. I loved it. It was stupid uh, and it was fun, but yeah. it was it, when when it happens every time it was getting yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's move forward mm, a little yep. bit. Yep. The Under Empire. Now the Great Horn Rat. Yep. Um listen, he encourages this behavior. Yeah. He wants them to kill and maim each other on an epic scale so that only the most cunning rise to the top. This yeah. is very similar to the old Dark Elf and even sometimes the uh, Daughters of Cain sort of ideology mm. of, you know, they will kill each other. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the strongest survive, right? Exactly. It, you don't want, we, if you're not strong enough to make it, then, then you're not, you don't deserve to be there. Yeah. Um, the book goes into the Council of Thirteen, which is super cool. Yeah, twelve Lords of Decay and a thirteenth spot symbolically reserved for the Great Horned Rat. Mm-hmm. Now they used to have a lot of these guys were named back in the you know old Skaven society. You know there was like well because there were stories and they would talk yeah. about who was in charge at that time. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, super cool. They had each of one of them had a models, you know, Lord Skrulk and all those guys. Yeah, several of them did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now basically, uh, you know, they, they kind of run stuff. It has members of each of the great, the six great clans, mm-hmm. the master clan, Eshin, Mulder, Skyer, Verminous, and Pestilence. Yep. Additional seats are granted to the gray seers. Um, the council, they talk about where they gather and it's just, I love it. It's the tower of Kavzar at the mm-hmm. heart of Blight City, known as the master borough. Mm-hmm. It's a cavernous hall, large enough for two armies to stage a pitched battle. An intentional design should a diplomatic deadlock need to be unpicked via the employment of overwhelming force. Yeah. <laughs> there's enough room. If we can't settle this this way, yeah, well, there's funny. enough room for us to bring in our armies and just have them settle it that way. So <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the info on the Shadow Council, which may yeah. be the coolest thing in this book. Right. So the Shadow Council, I believe, was a new idea from the last Skaven book. It's yes. It's the invention of the mortal realms. Yes. Um, in the depth of the realm of chaos, there lies a horrifying sub-realm. This is the Deep in Gnaw, where mm. the Shadow Council convenes. It is 13 vermin lords. Um 
the there are 12 of them who just are constantly changing depending on the need of the great horned rat some mm-hmm. uh you know whatever the great horned rat needs if he needs a certain type then you're going to get more of those yep. if you displease him you're gone the only member that is like got a permanent chair is screech vermin king yeah and they literally describe him as as close to a strong right claw as is possessed by the great horn rat. These mm-hmm. guys are actually running everything. Yeah, they're the actual powers behind the Council of Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, they are privy to the desires of the great horn. They know what the great horn rat wants happening. Yeah. They don't tell them um, because they like like the other Skaven. They like to be in charge and manipulate and yeah. and run their pawns. Uh, the little rat's paws are rarely aware that the schemes and enterprises that are emerging fully formed in their brains are not, in fact, their own. Mm-hmm. That's the, And you read that, and I stopped for a second, and I'm like, what? And it's like, oh, wait a minute. The the vermin lords are literally just planting these ideas into their head for yeah. them. And then they wake up and like, oh, I'm a genius. Yeah. The only one I think I, I, I'm willing to bet isn't influenced that way is Thankul. I bet he's just... He's just on his own. He he might be a little bit because he's. They, I don't know. I, I remember reading some book where there was because they, they actually went into the council, and I think Grace here Thankful might have been at least threatened and kind of aware that something bigger than him is happening. Yeah, but I don't think anybody uses him too directly because he is a loose cannon, and like <laughs> yeah. they're all loose cannons, but he is. You know, for all of the for all of the nonsense, and as much as we, you know, when you read the books, you laugh at the mm-hmm. nonsense that happens. Mm-hmm. He is probably the scaveniest scaven. Oh he yeah, is, for sure. Yeah, he is dangerous at a level yeah. that a lot of these other guys aren't because he manages right. to evade all of their machinations. Just keep doing his thing. I, I, I like when they when they bring up his his section in the book. Like they kind of like give him sort of a mortal realms origin story. Mm-hmm. And how you know how he got there? Yep, <laughs> and it's fantastic. No, I mean, yeah, we will definitely be talking about that when we get to the, the you know the, <laughs> his his unit and stuff like that. Um, what's interesting is the Great Horn Rat likes to skulk in the shadows. He is not like the other Chaos Gods, right? Uh, it talks about how he desires nothing less than the complete ruination of the mortal realms. It's weird because the other chaos gods either want to play with it or turn it turn it into into a you know the yeah. garden or just kill everything. He just wants to make it a wasteland. He wants to make it a desolate, destroyed, just yeah. Wreck. Which is inter- it's interesting because they don't really say why he wants to do that. It's just that's just what he wants. Well, where do. do rats thrive? Like yeah. junkyards, right? Yeah. They thrive yeah. in 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 garbage heaps. So mm-hmm. turn the mortal realms into a garbage, garbage heap so heaps. his skaven yeah. will do well. Cuz yeah. they they as has proved if you once again if you've read any of the of the other fiction, um they don't need anybody else to be around except them because if yeah. they get hungry and there's nothing to eat, they'll eat each other. Right. They have no qualm. They they care nothing for no. their fellow skaven. Yeah. yeah, each one is a unrivaled genius. So exactly, they have to stab the other guy in the back to get what they want. They're going to do it. Um, we do get a bit of uh, cool backstory here. The great horned rat was once a minor deity worshipped solely by the Skaven, mm-hmm. only distantly related to the Chaos Gods by virtue of the anarchic nature of his verminous flock. 
He rose to join the ruinous powers after the destruction of the world that was an event that the Horned Rats' own machinations helped bring about. Yeah, they, um, they shot a giant warp lightning cannon at the moon. That was awesome because <laughs> the second moon is actually was never there originally until the chaos gates broke, and it is basically a moon, a meteor, the moon-sized chunk of warp stone. Yeah, it's Morsley, right? Yeah. Because there was yeah. Mansleep, which was the original moon, and then Morsleep mm-hmm. showed up, which was basically a moon-sized piece of warp stone, which during certain cycles and approximations uh, closeness to the Warhammer world, mm-hmm. chunks of it would break off, and that yeah. would be your meteor showers of warp stone just landing right. places. Um, according to common Skaven belief, uh, okay, so the world that was is ending. The Great Horn Rat just starts grabbing all of the Skaven left and stuffing them in his mouth. Yeah. And holding them there like he's a chipmunk. Yeah. Then he Stuffing goes, his maw with countless wriggling forms before slinking away into the void. Yep. And then traveling <laughs> through hidden rifts in reality, he eventually emerged into the newly formed mortal realms. There he spat them out, and those became the original 13 clans. Mm-hmm. The great clans. Um Compared to the sprawling domains of his four main rivals, his territories are meager. Mm-hmm. And only Zinch will deal directly with the horned rat. Often, so it's funny. I mean, the Skaven do help Nurgle all the time, but Nurgle himself won't talk to the horned rat. Like, he'll send out his minions to get Skaven help. Nobody talks to the horned rat except Zinch. Yeah. And Zinch is like, I'll do it. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, why, you know, it's, well, because he feels that he can use them like the clan Eshin agents yeah. are useful to him. But he but I mean, a lot of them use them. Arcan uses them all the time. Nurgle uses them. But he mm-hmm. actually deals directly with the horned rat to get yeah. exactly yeah. what he needs. Uh, in return, the great horned rat demands arcane secrets and prophetic visions to help him in his campaign of desolation. Um. The other thing I really liked here is they talk about how, you know, uh, the chaos worshipers empower their gods. Yeah. Um, you know, blood, uh, you know, also, you know, blood empowers corn, excess yep. empowers slanesh. Uh, in the mortal realm, each of the rat men empowers the horned one through their constant scheming and backstabbing. Um, and although their verminous souls might offer far less sustenance than the average elf or human, quantity has a quality all its own. Right. <laughs> and there's a, there's, a, there's a saying that no matter where one stands in the mortal realms, a skaven is never more than a spear's throw away. <laughs> uh, and every day, his last bit, skaven nahols bore further through the bedrock of reality as their deity uh, is bidding. Even it's whispered into a zeer. Mm. And I'm like, oh, no way, not that. This And then this other part here, they talk about... Um, how, you know, as order and chaos and destruction and death are all fighting each other and they're all whittling away at each other, the Skaven are just kind of standing back and just multiplying like crazy. And they're like, good, let those man things and the orc things and the ogre things all fight and try to kill each other because then there's just less that we like, because why not let them fight if I don't have to? Yeah, only when the time is right will they strike as one. And on that day, the great horned rat will feast upon the corpses of his many vanquished foes. Oh, yes. It's so cool. Um, I want to do at least one more section before we take a break, uh, or maybe two. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I like this part that's in red in Fang and Claw. This mm-hmm. is when we talk about the era of the beast starting and Kragnos gets out. <laughs> yeah. Clan Pestilence has known that somewhere in the Gurish heartlands was one of the ingredients for the 13 Great Plagues. I talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they had seven or eight of them done back when I first read about this a while ago. The The whole thing, if you don't know what this is, if they can make the 13 Great Plagues, then somehow that will base, basically if the clan pestilence can create all 13 of the 13 great plagues they can unleash them all together and they will wipe out everything right they will win basically that as a clan they'll be the top they will win uh not only wiping out everything that isn't skaven but all the other skaven will bow before them because they will be the ones who do everything Mm-hmm. And uh, they knew it was there. They haven't been able to find it. They got most of it. It's something called the bloat fur eruption. Yeah. And it's uh, according to the plague, it would cause the infected to swell with tremulous energies. Their hair or fur will fall out. Their eyes will boggle out of their skull. Then they would detonate in a shower of viscera. <laughs> Just blow up. A thousand bloated blood ticks bursting from their ruptured bellies. So gross. Mm. Um, they had most of this stuff and th- they list all the stuff that they gathered and it's such a weird list. Like, yeah. it's, and it's so gross. Yeah. But like the bottled death tremors of a hundred elf mages. I'm like, yeah, I don't what? know. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah. But it's like all this weird stuff. So, but they also needed hair of the earthquake and they right. couldn't figure what hair of the earthquake was until Kragnos showed up. And then they started hearing rumors. Hey, wait a minute. Don't they call that guy the living earthquake? Mm-hmm. And so then they got some assassins that basically, while he is destroying Excelsis. Yeah, during, uh, what is that, Broken Realms? Yeah. Is that Marathi? I think so. During the Battle of Excelsis, a couple of assassins got up behind him and clipped out with and with their daggers, grabbed his fur and cut his fur, a, a handful of his fur. Yeah. He turned around and killed just about all of them for mm-hmm. just being near him. And a few got away. And now they have unleashed the ninth of the 13 great plagues. Yeah. I like that the, the clock is ticking forward on that. Mm-hmm. You know, that we've got one. Um, and then Clan Scryer does, it, it, it's not, it, it doesn't seem as impressive and massive as getting one of the 13 great plagues. But this is so wonderfully weird and wrong. Did you did you read this thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, where they captured the worm, the wormlings yes. from the god beast Fangathrak and yeah. kind of turned them into skaven creatures. Yeah. Or like, with yeah, just crazy stuff. So they have scores of gargantuan wormlings, the spawn of said a Fangathrak, and uh, ca- captured at great cost in the wake of the roving world worm. So they get this, they let them, they, they brought them and had them burl deep into the crust of Ant, uh, Antor. Mm-hmm. Which is got some sort of bubbling tar-like matter that is the essence of it. Yeah, and they would let them go through and eat all this, and if they would get some of that stuff from them and mix it with warpstone, uh, that mix would cause what did it when blended with liquidized warpstone and consumed, it caused even the most diminutive skaven to swell with brutish strength. And now that they know this, Scryer and Mulder. Are like, hmm, what can yeah, we do what, with what this? Do with, yeah, exactly. So, so these are these are the things that are happening 
from some of the major clans, just stuff they're finding now. Right. Um, the history of Blight City is pretty cool, too. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. Um, it's on a vast, sh- it's constructed upon a vast shelf of warpstone ore. Yeah. It's basically like, kind of like, if you're more familiar, like 40K, it's kind of like a giant hive city. It's just massive. Yeah, it almost reminded me of nowhere from, uh, um, Oh, from like Marvel? Guardians of the Galaxy. It's yeah, just in yeah. that giant thing. It's, you look at it, it's all just, there's nothing organic in this thing. It's just all yeah. construction and buildings yeah, and yeah, drilling and mining going on. Yeah, and they add on, they cover over mm-hmm. old stuff with new stuff, and then it all falls apart and crashes, and they you reuse that stuff and keep building more stuff. They just keep... The, yeah, and it yeah, says underneath Steve, the Warrens lead not only to other great settlements of Skavena, but also deep into the realm of chaos itself. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Oof, bless. Thank you. Oh, okay, sorry about that. Um, and the place is insane. Like, there's no, it, it's it's like they just build on top of anything yeah. and wherever. Everything is tacked on. Stuff just goes everywhere. It looks insane. It literally says in here that, like, Elf and dwarf, like engineers and 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 guys who are into construction and builders, yeah. it said they would cry, yeah, and just go insane spot, yeah. from looking at this because of how <laughs> ter- terrible it is. Um, and as they're growing and they're they're constantly fighting, they're doing all this stuff, and it says that of course the great horned rat himself, mm, he's the true architect behind, behind this. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing that occurs in Blight City escapes his notice. Indeed, among Clan Scryer, it is believed that the mm. city and the god are one entity, and they're just running around inside par- an extension of his own body. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. It's a weird theory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? We're going to, we've got, well, there's a few bits left. And before we get to the history stuff, cause that's where it gets really cool. Mm-hmm. I know you want to talk about gnaw holes. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about gnaw, gnaw holes and then take our last break. All right. And cool. then we will get into, uh, the last of the things that are in here. Cause there's still yeah. that, that timeline. Almost every one of those things is worth talking about. So yeah, let's, so, let's talk gnaw holes. So the two page spread on 16 and 17 is my favorite. It's such a cool um, it's just a unique thing to this book. You know, they've got like the, you know, the, sort of like the hand-drawn art and kind of talk about the different gnaw holes and how they work and what they do. And so basically gnaw holes are, they, the Skaven themselves, they, they just bore through the fabric of reality. Is what Wait, it says. read the beginning of this. You just got to start from the very beginning because it's so well. It's so well explained. Yeah. So bored through the fabric of reality by uh, means both arcane and foul. The noxious tunnels on his gnaw holes allow the scaven to bypass the need for realm gates entirely. The insane art of creating gnaw holes is one that only the children of the horned rat could have invented. No other race would be foolish enough to purposely open an unstable rift in reality, much less make it the basis of their entire military strategy. That's so great. Okay. First of all, the insane, it, how do they, it, it's the insane art of doing it. Only they could have done it. And nobody yeah. else would open an unstable rift in reality. And then of course, and, and even if they did, they would not make this the entire basis yeah. of their military strategy. Mm-hmm. This is so, but, crazy. Yeah. So basically they use warp stone to do it mm-hmm. they they either attach it to like a drill put it on like the fangs of like creatures 
and they just like they just start I don't know how they even instigate it but they they burrow a hole through reality basically from one spot to another and sometimes they don't even know where they're going no and the book is terribly vague about how it works they just said that the great horn rat taught them and once they knew every clan put their own twist on it yeah you know and yeah they don't know where they're going i don't know it says useful they might be but they are inherently volatile and utterly lethal to all but the Skavens. And they just, for everyone that takes them to launch a surprise attack, another one will drop them right into a boiling sea of lava or just into the vast and howling void. Yeah. It is so dumb and so wonderful at the same time. Mm-hmm. I even like the, like the pictures they show. Sure. Like where they show, where they show like Blight City, you know, it's in like the, the triangle, you know, uh-huh. pointing down. And then they've got the little drawings, like the little tunnels that go up to the, and they've got like all the, like the, like the end, like the, they can see like the towers and crazy buildings and spires and all the little wheels and things they've got like attached to like the tunnels on its way up. And it's, it's really cool. I love how they've, they've known a war, they've known a hole into apparently a lake in, in, uh, Shyish. Yeah. And it's just dead bodies pouring through and they're like, yep, they've they've they plugged through to a graveyard or an underwater swamp with a lot of bodies. Yeah. Because that's abundant dead flesh that you could do all sorts of experiments on. Yeah, yeah. They're like, cool, we can use this. Yep. So dumb. <laughs> all right. Um yeah, we've been going another forty five minutes. Let's take our last break. Okay. And then when we come back, we will talk about the, the about the realm of metal. Because yep. there's a little page about that. Because they, 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 they don't have a specific realm, but this is the one that they really tend to love. Right. And then I've got so many of these little places <laughs> highlighted. So let's yeah. we'll get in and talk about that in just a minute. Cool. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. things yes yes all right so uh the land of uh shimon it's it's first of all i love how they describe this because even the picture looks crazy when you look at it Mm -hmm. 
And it says it's not, uh, it doesn't resemble a contiguous landmass so much as a collection of floating islands suspended in the void. Right. They all, yeah. Yes. So the center of the realm of metal is that Griffin's Eerie. Uh huh. And that was like that giant, like, is that like a metal griffin, right? Like, went there and like, Basically, they blew it up, right? I don't it, remember. It's, I think that's what I think that's what happened. Like, it blew up basically and caused all this mayhem. Yeah, um, and it basically said, you know, they're all different parts, all connected with waterfalls of quicksilver and unpredictable mm-hmm. arcane portals. Now, apparently, Zinch, of course, Zinch wants this place because it's constantly changing. Yeah, um, but it was him who made the metallurgic apocalypse that struck during the Age of Chaos, warping it into something more akin to his own insane domain. Yeah, um, the spiral crux was one of the reasons most affected. Once a land of rectilinear, rectilinear logic and clean, smooth lines, its central heartlands were torn apart by the magical maelstrom. Now only buckled outer continents are habitable by sane mortals. So you do look, and when you get to the outer side of these parts, that seems more stable. But so yeah. this place didn't always look like this. It was right. stable. Zinch comes into Shimon and just starts. It, uh, I like how it it changes, but it's not changey enough. And then he makes it into something that's completely uninhabitable yeah. by normal people. Isn't this where? Uh, is this the realm where Zinch tricked Sigmar into? Tossing the hammer through the portal. I don't here? know. I just because that battle always, I mean, even in the pictures, it looks like that battle's just taking place in space. Mm. Like you know, I, I don't remember honestly. Yeah. I don't. I'm not certain. Um, but it could be. But uh, Skaven love this place because there's they're always on the lookout for new hazardous materials to experiment with, and you could find it here. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's no surprise that the Skaven, uh, especially uh, what uh, Clan uh, uh, Scryer. Yep. Love the realm of metal, and they're constantly running through it looking for new things to work with. Um, it's a cool thing, and it's interesting to see. There's not much description of what's in here, though, like you get with some of the other places where they describe yeah. that area of the realm. Uh, I just thought the, the news that Zinch made it even worse for us so that it would be more like his realm, which makes sense. Look, this place is changing, but it's pretty stable while it's changing. I need it to be broken and weird and constantly moving and unpredictable. It reminds me of uh, what the Crystal Palace or what the is crystal it? The, Labyrinth, the yeah. Crystal Labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just, I, I love that they brought that into it. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to say about it? Like I said, for all that's for all the little interesting little bits that they mention in this it's it's there's not nearly the amount of information you get about yeah. the, when they talk about the other places that the other people live and 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 take care of because they don't really live here they just sort of use it for resources you know yeah they kind of skimmed this yeah. this realm a little bit i think they've talked about it in other things so maybe they didn't feel like they had to i don't remember them talking about zinch doing that stuff and i I did like i said i enjoyed what was there but they spent a lot it felt like they spent a lot more time on skaven blight than Mm -hmm. or blight city whatever it's called than this yeah for sure i mean that kind of makes sense because that's really their 
area, their realm. They don't live in any of the regular realm. Like they live everywhere, but you know, you, you look like Gur is obviously the land of the orcs. Beast. You know, yeah, yeah and, exactly. And they live in their their Skaven city. Like that's mm-hmm. their place. You know, right. so this is just. If you're going to mention a realm, this is the one that they covet the most. Mm-hmm. But they also say, like, but Clan Pestilence, they're happy to just stay in the realm of life trying to help Nurgle. Yeah. You know, like, they don't they don't seem, this is just, I, I don't know. It just, yeah. it, of all was, the things in the book, this felt the most almost out of place. Like, it's yeah, like, I, was, I was surprised to see it, actually. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, the, I mean, the, the Battle of Burning Skies, I was trying to find it on here somewhere. Because that's where... Um, that's where he got the hammer back. And that's definitely in the realm of metal. Right. Somewhere. It was in, it was some Zinch sorcerer that had it in one of his places and it was yeah, moving I around. Yeah, I, I was Because it jumped all find... around because they had to climb up, that. they had to wait till that waterfall solidified. Yeah. Uh, the mercury waterfall solidified so they could use their axes and climb up that's, that that's to get right. to the realm. Yeah, I remember that part of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember where exactly it was. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. it's all right. Well, it's, let's it's fine. Let's look at the rise of the Skaven and talk about some of the just the on and on and on <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah. things in here. There's some great stuff. In um, here. And you get that quick recap uh, from the first at the dawn of the age of myth. The great horn rat slinks unseen from the void. In his depthless cheek pouches, he holds uh. the first Skaven and he spits <laughs> out far and wide across the mortal realms. Uh, it's claimed by the Grey Seers that there were 13 original clans, though in time several are destroyed and others fall out of memory. Mm-hmm. Um, the other really important thing is the Great Horns Rat's first command to his children is multiply and consume, and yeah. that is what they do. Yeah. Um, they do talk a bit about Blight City here, too. Yeah, and Blight it's City's founding. founded. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my favorite part of this is they talk about all the theories and all the things about it. And then you get to the last right. line. It says, you know, the real care. truth is lost of the ages. But in any case, no Skaven much cares how it came to be. Yeah, like, they it's, don't care. Yeah. Like, whatever. Whatever. I I wasn't alive back then. <laughs> um, the Vermin Lords show up, you know, yeah, they, and yeah. And they're they, the ones who show them how to do the gnaw holes. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of go through, like the coming storm and then the age of chaos, well, which is the fall of Tiktrit. I think is important too. Mm, okay, the, I love this. Did, the clan Tiktrit are one of the most powerful of the Skaven original great clans. They had chronomatic weapons that would age their foes a hundred years in an instant. So they had warpstone powered time distorters. <laughs> yeah, pretty they much. would shoot you with it and make you old. Uh, and they were so confident. Okay, and this is this is what I loved about this. They were so powerful and so dominant over the Skaven that they're like, you know what? Screw it. We got this. They stopped hiding, ran out there, and just attacked Thondria. Yeah. Uh, the so-called Endless Kingdom. And what did they do when they attacked? They caused a lot of havoc. And what else did mm. they do? They upset Sigmar. Yeah, and he kind of took them out. Yeah, they can't match him, and he, they are purged from existence, it says. Their yeah, cities are smashed to rubble, army ar- slain. Go ahead. Yeah, army slain to the last rat. <laughs> and the sur- I love this part, too. And this just goes back to what you were saying in the beginning. The surviving great clans consider this a fitting reward for the arrogance of their kin. Yeah. And all are certain that their own inevitable rise to glory will run much more smoothly. Yeah, those like- fools. <laughs> 
You deserved it, you idiots. When yeah. we run and take over, we're exactly. not going to screw it up like yeah, you did. Yeah, we won't make those mistakes. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> All right, so then we get to the Age of Chaos. Which ones, did, is there any ones you wanted to point out here? Because I marked most of them. It's just, yeah. there's so much here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just based on what we've seen a lot before is like the whole War of Life thing with the Garden of Nurgle. I mean, there's constant battles with Clan Pestilence in those books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which are super cool. What else did I mark in here? Uh, master the Master Molders mm-hmm. in the Gurish continent of Antor. I love this. So the the Master they they basically they they make the Hellpit abominations and all these things, and they're out there doing all this stuff. So they go over there and they try to go into Gur and just smash stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they're going against the Bone Grins oh, of yeah. all people, and they just can't beat them. It says the Oryx proved surprisingly adept in slaughtering their muscle-bound creations. Of course they are. Yeah. The bigger stuff you threw at the Oryx, the happier they were. Especially that clan. They're like, yes, bring out these monsters. This is great. But, and this is the important, this setback causes them to experiment with new Warpstone-based procedures. <laughs> and they start listing all these bizarre yeah. add-ons they did because they're just trying to take care of the Oryx. Because the Oryx <laughs> upset everybody. Right. Archaeon's guys can't take care of them. Molder comes in. We'll take care of these orcs. Oh, you know, the bigger we send at them, the more they destroy. Of course <laughs> they do. You don't understand yeah. orcs. Yeah. Um, the Great Civil War is fantastic. Yeah, this, that's a big deal. Clan Verminus and the Savage Ick. Mm. And they fought for 26 years. Of course they did. Not 13. Right. Double 26. that. Yeah, double that. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Uh, Blight City is basically at constant war for 26 years. Billions of Skaven are slain. Uh, and then Ick basically loses it as they're fighting, and they devolve into mindless, deformed beast yeah. and are hunted down and annihilated. So this kind of like goes into like the, the next part is the the Vermin King's decree. Where they're yes. like, like, okay, like you guys need to stop. He's mad. <laughs> yeah. He manifests in the master burrow and it says unleashes a hideous curse that transforms thousands of warring claw packs into ash. Then he sits on the warpstone throne, which is reserved for the great rat, mm-hmm. and just starts killing. Yeah. Just the the, the half, half of the Lords of Decay he kills. The other half are just like, please don't kill us. We'll do what you say. Yeah. Um, and he basically says, look. You're done fighting here. Yeah. You have so failed sort of, the horned rat. So yeah, they sort of create the master clan, which is the Grey Seers. So you guys yes. you need to listen to these these guys because we're speaking through them, basically. So that's like like But um, the funny thing is he said you should listen to them, but they don't quite go so far as to as to you know Yeah. But this is also but now the Shadow Council mm-hmm. Now has a direct input into the yes. the 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 thir- the Council of Thirteen. <laughs> right. Uh, I love that you get the Council of Thirteen, who are the heads of these the most manipulative, most mm-hmm. backstabby. Mm-hmm. These are the guys who are plotting the course of Skavendom and have been since the world that was. Oh right? yeah. And then. You think when it just can't get any more scavenny backstabby, <laughs> yeah. they introduce 
the Shadow Council. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I know you've been playing this game for, you know, yeah. well, I've been playing for what? Like thirteen, you know, fifteen years. You've been playing yeah. for long enough. It's yeah. always been the Council of Thirteen. Yeah. And now, with the last game book came out, it's like, actually, <laughs> yeah, layer upon layer, deceit. They are being deceit. manipulated yeah. too. And yeah. there's another group that's moving mm-hmm. things. It's like, oh my, this it just yeah. doesn't stop right. with the Skaven. Um, the disappearance of Shrieked. Yep. I love this one. It's one paragraph, and it's just one. It's one of those things that is just such a nice tantalizing piece mm-hmm. of information that it's. And I'm always looking for you know to predict what's going to come up in a novel or in some story later on. Yeah, following some silent call that only they can hear, the entirety of the clans shrieked, gather in the howling caverns of Akshi. There they dig an almighty gnaw hole, and when their work is done, they disappear into its sweltering depths, collapsing it behind them. To this day, the whys and wherefores of the Shriek's disappearance continue to baffle their rival yeah. clans. They're just gone. They just gone. They, they did a gnaw hole, all yeah. jumped in, closed it behind them, and have yeah. never been seen again. Yeah. That's... Yeah, They'll pop up somewhere. But that's what's so great, because mm-hmm. now every time I'm hearing Skaven stories, I'm going to wonder if those guys are coming back. <laughs> yeah. I've read enough GW stuff to know that this is the type of guys, everybody except the two uh, the two um, Space Marine Legions that we don't talk about. Everybody right. but those guys eventually come back <laughs> to cause trouble. Uh, what else? Um Oh, this is one that I marked because this actually kind of bothered me a bit. Hmm. Because after Sigmar locked down Azir, he went and scoured through and cleared out all the chaos, worshiping everything. Yeah. And Azir has been unassailable, I thought. Like, Archaon couldn't get in, the Chaos Gods couldn't get in, and I'm reading this. Yeah. And so Sigmar is working on his grand army. Unbeknownst to the God King, the creation of the Stormcast Eternals does not go unnoticed. In the deepest shadows of Sigmaron, Eshen operatives observe these preparations before slipping away through well-placed gnaw holes. Mm-hmm. So yes, they're even in Azir. Yeah. Which means allu- that, they've, they've alluded to that in other books too. But this literally, this, this is yeah. not an illusion. They're no. there. Yeah, and what's great is the great horned rat finds out, and then he knows because now they're watching to see when it's going to happen. So he's ready, so he can capitalize on yeah. what happens. Right. Which so is he's, so horn ratty. Yeah, so he's waiting for Sigmar to unleash the Stormcast Eternals, and when they do, they're like, "Okay, cool." Chaos just the rest of the chaos force just. Take it on the chin. So okay, and the horn and the horn rat is just like awesome. But it's great. First, the <laughs> horn rat doesn't tell the Skaven because he yeah. knows they can't keep their mouth shut. Right. They will sell that information to anybody. You know, they would sell out their grandma for a nickel. We all know mm-hmm. this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he tells none of them. But then, when the attack happens. The clans that have maintained more positive connections with Clan Eshin 
that can get help from that, or are simply far higher in the favor of the horned one, receive some manner of forewarning and slip away just before the storm crash. So he does keep his favorites, but then he oh, leaves yeah. the other ones out there just to get caught in the mess and because he knows that when it's all done, there will be some left to run through and start capitalizing. And he definitely doesn't tell the other four chaos gods. Not a word. <laughs> Screw those guys. Exactly. They treat him like crap. He doesn't yeah. even tell Zinch. He's no. like, nope, this is my info. Because, as you know, you never, it's so funny. You got the four chaos gods, and they're playing the great game. Mm-hmm. You never hear about the horned rat as a part of mm-hmm. the great game. You don't, no. because he's he likes to, it says in the beginning, none of the chaos gods are hiding themselves. They are constantly out there, like, we are coming to get you. We are right. out there tempting. He's like, Go ahead, stupids. Keep fighting amongst yourself. I'm sitting back and just multiplying in yeah. numbers. And it, it says here that that even the chaos gods ignore him at their peril. Right. And it's just great that he gets this knowledge and he's like, all right, well, you know, you guys are jerks. I'll let you guys take it on the chin. <laughs> and that that but that's that's the Skaven policy, isn't it? From mm-hmm. the horned rat down. Lead from the rear. Yeah. Don't stick your neck out. Unless you're guaranteed that it's that it's going to be worth it, like yeah. Bla- yeah. so yeah, he just sits back and lets yeah. them, lets Sigmar turn the tables on them all, right? Because who cares? Like I'm, just- yeah, we they're all going to weaken themselves, and I'll we'll stay strong is mm-hmm. the idea. Yeah. So Clan Verminus becomes super. They become, uh, basically. They have not been as powerful as they are now because of this since right. that Skaven Civil War we talked about that they were a mm-hmm. part of. Because mm-hmm. they won that, remember, against Ick, but yep. they were not... They, they won, se- but they depleted. lost. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no one can deny that it's the armies of the Verminous that prevent the Under-Empire from falling to Azir. It, these mm-hmm. are the guys... Because Clan Verminous, they're the ones who are just like... We, they're like the orky ones. They're just like we're gonna fight. We're just yeah. Gonna, we're well, gonna sp- ma- yeah. Mass ranks of storm vermin, well disciplined clan rats. Yep. You know they integrate the other parts of Skaven weaponry into their military plans. They do all that stuff. They will buy all that stuff. But unlike the other clans who all focus on their specialty, you know, mm-hmm. Molder's got to have the big the big rat ogres, and Eshin is gonna be stealth. These guys are like, no, we're going to actually march like an army, and we'll use these other things. We'll buy stuff. Right. We'll rent. We'll hire them. But, yeah, they're just mad. And you know what? They're the, Honestly, I, I like Clan Verminous, and the reason I like Clan Verminous is because they're the ones, like, everybody else is looking for that edge, whether yeah. it's whether it's Molder or Pestilence looking for the Verminous is like, no, no, no. He told us to multiply and destroy. Mm-hmm. Clan Verminous is just going to overrun you. There, That's when you see a million Skaven coming at you. Right. There might be those other clans in there, but that's that's Verminous. Uh, that's what I love about this clan in particular is because they are the most Skaven of the Skaven. And mm-hmm. I've said that about other things, but they're ju- they took the Horned Rat at his word. Multiply and destroy. And yeah. that's they've got that down. They're probably the most vanilla and boring because of it, because they don't have all the cool toys. Mm-hmm. But they don't need to have them because they've got numbers. And if they do need to have them, they just 
rent them. Yeah, they rent. They, got some, they have cool rules too. Yeah, and verminous in the in the. Yeah, yeah, we will definitely get to that uh, mm-hmm. in the next episode. Um, what else? Oh, the drowned rat one is kind of funny. Yeah. I actually wrote the word sad trombone here. Um, then what this is. Yeah. Well, this is when... Any, anytime they mess with Nagash is my favorite. Yeah. Well, okay. So they basically... Clan Eshin is like, uh, Nagash is doing something really stupid. Yeah. And so <laughs> a million strong swarm led by Master Molder uh, Snitterscritch accidentally creates a gnawhole beneath the Captar Sea. (laughs) A zombie-choked flood tide seeps into Blight City through the two-way tunnel, drowning him and his entire army, along with the countless denizens a countless denizens of Blight City, the resulting Deadwalker infestation simply adds insult <laughs> yeah. to injury. So they just get invaded by a horde of zombies. Yeah, and then they got to deal with that. Yeah, It's so funny. It is so, so this funny. Is like, this is like leading up to like the Necroquake. So the Skaven have this, I don't know, they have this duel with the Gash. Like they constantly are messing up his plans. Well, this which, all goes back. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't I mean, this all goes back to it. If you read the Nagash trilogy. Yeah. Oh yeah. What they were fighting over. And this is the, 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 the entire history of Nagash versus the Skaven. Yeah. Is when he, that giant meteor of Warpstone hit that mountain. Mm-hmm. And he had been vanquished the first time and he was trying to build back his power. Yeah. And he was mining that warp stone, and the Skaven wanted it. Yeah. And they came in and burrowed in and started stealing it. And he's like, no, no, no. My uh, my skeletons have dug this out. It's done. It's mine. And they started fighting over it. And basically, Skaven hate him because he was stealing their warp stone right. and killed millions of them. So now they have a vendetta. Right. Well, originally, it was the Skaven who gave al the fell blade. Well, but that like, was like, but, here. But go kill the gash with this. But where did that happen? That happened in the mountain that he had yeah. made his fortress. So that is the end game of this start of this, which is yeah. the battle over this giant, giant one of the largest deposits of warpstone in the world that was. Right. And so they hate him for not get, letting them get the warpstone and for killing so many of them and making it difficult. He hates them because they took something he wanted, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, well, that, isn't that everything? Nagash, hey, that's my souls. I hate you forever. Hey, yeah. that's you, know, you healed that person. They lived two years longer. Those two years were mine. I hate you yeah. forever. Yeah, like, yeah. Nagash just, I hate you forever is everybody. Yeah, well, he has good reason to not like this game because they literally... They they he, they literally gave the weapon to the guy that killed him. And here's the yeah, this is one of those things. And if you don't know this story, they were trying. He was the leader of the people that were trying to stop Nagash in what he was doing in this mountain. Yeah. And Nagash basically wiped out almost all of his people, but yeah. kept him alive in prison to watch mm-hmm. what watch Nagash's success. Right. So the clan Eshin busted him out of jail. You know, like hey. We here's this, this cool, knife. Here's this cool sword. You can use it to kill the gash. I'm it like, really? Will, it will kill anybody you cut with it, but it will also kill you. 
Yeah, I don't know if they explained it to him that that would kill him. I th- well, I think he I knew something remember. was something. He knew something was up. I don't think they came yeah. straight out and said it. But yeah. even when he felt it, like once he touched it, like he knew because they had it wrapped up. They didn't even want to touch it. Right. And he touched it. He knew something was wrong. But yeah, he killed Nagash, and I think that destroyed Nagash down to like a, like a particle of ash or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, like a part of, a part of his body got infused into his crown. Right. Yeah. And then that's what. Lord Sigmar wound up, uh, yeah, yeah, to it, and he ended up putting it on and got corrupted by Nagash yeah. and blah blah blah. He blah, horcruxed blah. it, but yeah, basically, yeah. much like when you hear those stories, like, oh, there was one drop of blood left to Wolverine, and we grew a new Wolverine or a new Deadpool. Nagash <laughs> yeah. is the same way. There was one piece of him left, and like yeah. a, you know, like less than a fingernail, like yeah. you know. There was a cigarette ashes worth of Nagash left and that he was still there. So, yeah, yeah he hates them for that because he knows they did that. <laughs> which so, what is, did the Sca- so what did the Skaven do? They jacked him up again. <laughs> every time. With the Necroquake. Every time he is about to pull off his major victory. Yeah. And and it's. <sighs> they did it totally by accident. <laughs> But, Which makes it even better. But it's it's so great because they are so polar opposites. Nagash wants complete order through death. He wants yeah. everything to be cold and calm and ordered. Like mm-hmm. he yes, his his idea of order through death is insane, but yeah. it is complete common order under one mindset, right? Yeah. And the Skaven are completely chaotic just yeah, there's anarchy completely yeah. anarchic so it's the exact opposite of what he wants mm-hmm. and if you want to take it a step further if you really want to sit here an english teacher analyze this nonsense mm-hmm. all power is in nagash in his perfect society everything will be dead and reanimated mm-hmm. under his will one right. will one person one power yeah one super strong thing skaven Exact opposite. Yeah. Seventy billion. Every <laughs> yeah. one of them weak and cowardly. Well, they and they all think they're the best. Well, yes, they have that in common with Nagash. Yeah. But it's just the the complete opposite yeah. of even who and what they are. The one uh, you know, immortal, super powerful being, and then the billions of short lived, weak little things, and that's. Why I love when when they tore through that I'm like again, but then I'm like, oh, yeah. wait, that's so perfect because it's always them. They mm-hmm. are his com- the complete antithesis to him is what constantly brings him down, and not through thousands of years and plotting and scheming like he does, yeah. right? Like you said, through absolute flipping accident. Yeah. So I'm gonna read this. Then read it. Yeah, quick. read it. it read says, it. Says deciding that subtlety is a better strategy against Nagash than outright aggression. The Council of Thirteen employs Eshin agents to breach the Great Black Pyramid. Operatives of the clan's Eshin breach the structure, only to find themselves trapped within as Nagash enacts his dreadful conjuration. <laughs> Every single Eshin agent is immediately turned to ash, but their presence sours the ritual, giving rise to the devastating shockwave of death that will come to be known as the Necroquake. The dead rise in their trillions, and endless spells manifest out of thin air to cause catastrophic carnage. The Lords of Decay, overjoyed by such anarchy, scrabble to take credit for this obviously intentional act of realms-wide sabotage. 
<laughs> every every word in that is perfect. It's fantastic. You just see Nagash. He's like he's like yes, I will. Th- the mortal realms are mine. <laughs> Ah, and he does his spell, and it brooch, and then like, oh no, what is happening? Those furry fools have foiled <laughs> me again! <laughs> <laughs> and it just blows up. He's like, no. But did you? Did you? Ever, did you? Like, there was a whole thing. I forget which book it was in, but they described it, and that's what it is the inverted black pyramid. Yeah, it was like it's one of those things that it was like every <laughs> every rune. Every piece had to be exact, and yeah. it took him what thousands of years he well, worked he, on this. He and, had he had skeletons grabbing one grain of sand at a time, right? But make th- this thing thousands of years of work, and but when he put it together and built it, it was like every part in there had to be perfect. Every part yeah. had to be, and it was almost like it had to be in a clean room. Like there yeah, couldn't yeah. be anything touching <laughs> yeah. anything. Like yeah. it was all set on. It and like I said, once he started the ritual. They they had gnawed hold their way in there. Yeah. Why couldn't they get out? Because the ritual locked in everything in there to keep yeah. it pristine and perfect. But he yeah. didn't know that literally moments before <laughs> there's a couple of triads of Skaven Eshin agents rummaging around in there like what's ever see, going on in here? <laughs> do you ever see the movie Real Genius? Yeah. Remember when they were working on that laser? Mm-hmm. And the one guy went to sabotage it, and he and he put a little bit of oil on his fingers, and he just rubbed that oil on the one glass. And when the yeah. laser went through, it fried it and burned it out, and everything blew up. Yeah, that's this. Yeah, that's exactly that's this. the oil on the piece of glass. Yeah. yeah, and that little thing, completely like they knew they had to go and stop it. They got in there, said, "Okay, what do we do now?" Yeah, yeah. boom, there, <laughs> you did it. Yeah. You did it. They didn't yeah. know they did it. They no. didn't know how they did it. And the fact that all of them went, every everyone on the Council of Thirteen was like, yep, my plan exactly yeah. is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So inadvertently, I mean, the Skaven, how many times have they saved civilization from Nagash? Like, well, at least two. At least two. At least two but, I mean, but I mean, these are two times that he might have literally succeeded in his yeah. big stupid plans. Yeah. Foiled no, by the no, smallest and weakest and stupidest things, right? Because he, because Nagash doesn't even look at them; he just completely ignores them because he thinks they're ridiculous. They're beneath him, absolutely, yeah. and it's glorious that that's. <laughs> like I said, that's why I love it so much. Yeah, that's yeah, perfect. It, it, it the the dramatic irony. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen. There's a lot of Deus Ex Machinas that happen here. There's yeah. a lot of cool things. I mean, even in the end, remember the, during the end times, every time you thought something, I swear it looked like like it looked like Teclas had it won, and then yeah. Manfred stabbed somebody in the back, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. literally it, stabbed someone in the back. It's yeah. like, come on, it's like, it's like dude. <laughs> but the Skaven, yeah, like they pull this nonsense off, and it's it's. Wonderful! It's mm. some of the, my favorite storytelling because the dramatic irony of them always being the one. It's not Sigmar. No, it's not Teclas. It's not Grigny. It's yeah. It's not Grigny. It's not any of these guys. And it's and here's the thing: it's not Gracie or Thankful. No, it's not. It's it, it was literally just a couple of common clan Eshin 
Yeah. Agents. Yeah. Grunts who got sent out on a job. Yeah, exactly. Here, go do this. Go go stop this uh, this ritual. Okay. Wonderfully you're gonna, stupid. You're going to pay us? Like, yep. Okay. We'll pay you when you get back. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you will get glory. Now, here's something I never considered. I need I do need to talk about this one. Uh, mm-hmm. and I realized I didn't read one of these last couple cuz I had I got sidetracked, and I only know that cuz I'm like there's no notes after this and I don't know why. Um the Geist Swarm. Mhm. Uh, I like the thing right before it too. Oh, go for it then. The just death from, from the depths, yeah. Just from being, you know, from being a, an ex submariner, yeah. With the, using fleets of drill-headed warp mercibles, <laughs> countless ratmen, <laughs> so they like, invade like underwater in like these warp-powered submarines. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. Yeah, like, so how, does that, how does that even work? I just, you know what else I picture? I picture, I picture rat ogres dressed up like big daddies from, yeah. from what was yeah. that game? Um, uh, Harrison, what's the uh, game with the big daddies? Uh, Bioshock. Bioshock. Just, yeah, with the drill hand and the <laughs> yeah. stupid old school, like, yeah, the uh, diving, like helmet diving helmet. Just, just like, just like just hordes of, hordes of clan rats. Drilling and dive, killing. With, with diving helmets <laughs> Swimming around in the water trying to fight. So dumb. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of Deep Cannon could be like, what is this? Like, what's that thing? Oh, what is it? Oh my gosh. Are those rats with diving helmets on? What is going on? You know, you read this and I sit there and, you know, and especially in the, in the world, in, in, in the mortal realms, in the world that was. It was always that the orcs were the clown princes of the Warhammer yeah. world. Yeah. But I honestly feel that's just because they talked like soccer hooligans. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, these guys are the are the biggest clowns. Just the uh, nonsense that happens. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just the it's just the bad it's just the inventions, the crazy stuff that they do. And then it actually works because it's all powered by warp stone fueled madness. Showing up out of nowhere <laughs> with yeah. the ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Just oh, I mean, they've got they got warp blimps. Yep, they've, they've of course got they do. Warp of course mercibles. they do. Warp mercibles. <laughs> warp mercibles. I love that so it's, much. Yeah, not a submersible because we got to throw the word warp in everything because <laughs> that's, that's how it's powered. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. So the Geist Swarm, the Necroquake happens yeah. and fascinates the demented Arch Warlock Vrishk Corpse Whisker. Yeah. So. This is so they go into Shyish and they discover, yeah. and I never thought the about Skaven this. Skaven underworld. There's a Skaven underworld. The Evernaw. And not only this, a moldering, famine-ridden nest the size of a continent, because that would be heaven to them, wouldn't it? Yeah. Something that everyone else would think. This is your reward. Living in a garbage dump. They're like, it's my <laughs> garbage dump, and it's glorious. And <laughs> yeah. So known as ever is populated by ectoplasmic vermin swarms that team in the trillions, yeah. trillions. I yeah. want to accept. So that that's okay. That is a thousand billion. Yeah. And they said trillions. So multiple thousand billions mm-hmm. of Skaven, dead Skaven. So that mm-hmm. just gives you how many, and are already spreading to consume neighboring underworlds. How does that even work? I, who knows? I don't know what Nagash thinks about that. And then he creates the <laughs> Necrospark Warp Drill, because you got to have the name Warp in it. Just like yeah. Blood Angels have to have the word blood in stuff. 
Yeah. Um, or Sanguis. Yeah. yeah. Everything in everything uh, that uh, Stormcast has to sound like it's Roman and end in an OR. Mm-hmm. And they have a warp everything. Okay. It can open miniature portals to the Evernaw and summon forth an ethereal vermin tide of ravenous rat geists to spill into reality. <laughs> Unfortunately, the first time he used it, it annihilates not only the free city of Galdhart, but also the entirety of the whole warp cog convocation, including himself and yeah. his warlock engineers. Uh, so basically, it works. And he calls in these things, but then all of it, the, the, I wonder. Can't control what, it, yeah. Well, and what would, it, what would the Skaven ghosts have done? <laughs> like, obviously, it's like Night Haunt. They would have come in and caused havoc. Yeah. But I'm just curious, as because you never hear of Skaven ghosts. No. There's not one thing. You don't even see too many dwarf ghosts, but like all the Night Haunt look like humans. Well, mm-hmm. that's not true. What are those dopey ones that I don't like? The one unit that I said was useless. They look the like Skaven. The Heritage? No, I like the Heritage. Oh, oh the. Uh, I know what you're talking about. They look like they have those long, beaky, bone shaped faces. I kept yeah. saying they look like Skaven. Yeah, they're uh, not, but. They're not, I, but. I, I, you know, yeah, those... now, they're Skaven geists, though. And those I never are, even considered the, uh, that. They're called glaive wraith stalkers. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they couldn't be Skaven because they would be called warp wraith stalkers. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, yeah, th- th- it blows up. And of course, some people have the info on the technology, so now they're trying to use it in other ways. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are the dumbest and the most fun and. I'll tell you, I don't know if this makes me want to play this army, mm-hmm. but boy, do I like reading about this army. Yeah. And I do have fun playing against this army because here's the thing. This army is the one army that still feels to me like an old orc and goblin army where you had animosity charts. Oh, sure. Because this is the one army that can still, it's like, ah, sure, just I'm going to throw a couple extra dice and maybe blow up, but I could just blow up the whole board too. The, yeah. The randomness and well, the- Well, every, every Skyer War Machine has an option to, to turn off- to Supercharge to, to supercharge it. And all the, all the sorcerers, they can do more and more, more and more warp power, more and more this, more and more that. And that's kind of like- <laughs> What Skaven are, they just want more, more power, more, more this, more, more death, more, more everything. They're kind of like spoiled children. You know, they just yeah. want more, 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 more. And then they're surprised when everything blows up. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your, that's, in that, they, that's your fault. Yeah. That's why that blew up. Cause you can't roll dice, stupid human. So you know? cause <laughs> a lot of this warp energy stuff as I'm flipping through it has like D three attacks. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. D3 attack. So you don't even know how well the Warpstone object is going to go. And I know we're not going into no. the rules yet, mm-hmm. but what you're talking about is you can decide to, like you said, overload it. The, the perfect one is the rattling gun. Uh, but you go for, to D6 instead of D3 attacks, but any one so will more, do more damage to you. The rattling gun is the best one. It where is, is the it? Most I gotta decisive. find that one. Not so the warp lighting cannon. Where is it? Rattling gun. One hundred three. More, more warp lead. So it's okay, either, go for it. It's either two d six plus three attacks, which is a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's a lot. That's five to fifteen attacks. Yes, that's a lot. So, but you can also oh my release god it, release its gimbal limiter and you do four d six plus three instead. 
But, so, however, if that role includes any doubles, they just blow up. Yeah. <laughs> How are you not going to roll doubles on 46? Well, you could. I mean, you could. Uh, I, well, I mean, it's only four dice. You're not guaranteed doubles. Of, no, but. <laughs> but the odds are pretty decent. So it's like perfect. It's like, how greedy do you have to be to roll 46? 2d6 is a lot. No, I'm rolling 4d6 like, f- every time. Of, of, every time. Because, because you're a skaven. Of what, course. Of course they would. They're like, give the limiter. Get out of here. If I'm playing this army, and I'm not, because I am honestly, this is one of the few times, and this is nothing against game players, I have no temptation to buy this army. I have this army. For the one reason, we used to have one of these armies. I used to have almost every army, and I've sold them all. Mm -hmm. Um, It's too much. I would need too many models. It's too much to build. Plus, I don't want to paint all them Skaven fur. (laughs) But if I were to build, or if I were to, like they say, I borrowed your Skaven army to play it, I would literally... Every one of these things, just do it at full blast. Everyone, <laughs> every time. Every time I've seen Skaven in like a battle report, they they never, they always go for the extra shots. I would do it every time. And, and I know there, there are more strategic players who would be like, well, no, I'd wait for the right moment to make sure that I'd get my kill if I blow up. Not this boy. I am cranking it up because bet heavy to win heavy. You gotta bet heavy to win heavy, and it's Skaven. This yeah. is the greater glory. I'm the greatest. I'm not gonna blow up. I'm the greatest Skaven that ever pulled a trigger on a rattling gun, and I'm gonna prove to you guys that I am senior rattling. Okay, exactly. like I am going to. I am. I am. I am like John Wick of the Skaven with this thing, and yeah. it's gonna four d six. And not only am I not gonna roll doubles, but I am gonna roll a six, a five, a four, and a three, so that I can max out at twenty one. 18 plus 3, 21 yeah. shots, and all of them are going to kill you because that's what the Skaven are, and that's exactly yeah. how I would play this, which is why I don't play it because I lose <laughs> every game in glorious fashion. But yeah. the problem is I have a feeling if you took it to a tournament and did that, that the person you're playing against might just get annoyed with you. <laughs> Could you picture you, know you win you... one or two and then you're well, up at the... a top table and then the guy who's just taking it really seriously is going to lose his crap? Well, you know what could happen though is when you play, if you play like that, and it actually all goes to plan, you will annihilate the person you are playing. If you're like, of course, I, okay, I'm going to shoot your army with. I got three rattling guns, two warp fire throwers. I've got two uh, warp fire cannons. They're all going to shoot, you know, those two units, and everything works. All that stuff would just die. I'm like, oh, cool! I just wiped out half your army. Sweet. And the other guy's standing there like, get out of here. <laughs> Which is the problem. Remember, the old Skaven army, you know, the the shooty army of death, the clan Skyer list. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, God. that, that it, You could do that, and it wasn't even that risky. You know what I mean? You uh, could... I'm, I'm telling you right now, still some of my, some of my <laughs> favorite stories of games I've ever played was playing against Skaven. At uh, at um, uh, at at uh, Gonzalez Alex's uh, what is it core competency tournament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just a uh, winning a, a combat against a 
block of like 50 or 60 of the storm vermin with the with the hero that was sitting in the middle on the palanquin. Yeah, sure. And they turn and ran. And remember, all dwarves ran and chased everything at a minus one because they were yeah. short legged. And yep. Skaven would yeah, flee plus at plus one. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I had they 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 ran far. I had to roll it. I had to roll uh, an eleven to catch them, 11, yeah. and I caught them with like twelve dwarves left against this unit of like thirty. <laughs> it was just yeah, yeah. And then, but then I was down so much because they had the rattling gun things and the globadiers, the poison mm. wind globadiers were the coolest models in that army mm-hmm. and just doing so much nonsense. It yeah. was... They're pretty nasty in the game now. Oh, they're, they're great. They're, they're really good. But that's... that's Like I said, that is my takeaway. Uh, and like I said, we, I know we're not talking gameplay. We're not ta- We're talking yeah. lore. But... That's all part of the lore is like the craziness of the Sky or War Machines. I mean, they're just... And Talkers. but and that's also why it's like okay well you know you really want, yes that's exactly why I want to play this and why uh-huh. I want to play it this way yeah if I'm gonna play this army I'm gonna play this army this way I am going to do stupid things with it because it's <laughs> a stupid army full of an insane race of creatures yeah I mean it keeps saying they are literally and we kind of glossed over this we mentioned it but we didn't read the actual part of the passage because when we was talking about it. They are tearing holes in reality, Liter- right. and they are making the mortal realms less stable because of it. Yeah, like you, they're. It's wait, what are you doing? You're tearing. I mean, that's <laughs> it, it, that just seems. It's like, oh, this is such a bad idea. Well, like, and the thing is, that they don't even care. No, <laughs> you know, they don't care. They don't, and <laughs> like, it's and that's yeah. uh, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a I don't have a thing like Nagash is the worst and Marathi's a liar and this I mean I don't I don't have they a just, thing for this. Here's the thing: the Skaven they're just like a force of nature. They just are what they are. You can't change them. No, you can't you can't bargain with them. See, you but can't... I I think of the orcs as a force of nature. Mm-hmm. You know, just it, who just love fighting for the love yeah. of fighting. Yeah. These guys are just bananas. Yeah, just did they're just. Like, they're 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 but it's they're criminally insane. Yeah. This is a race full of the Joker. Exactly. Which it, it, could you picture a billion of that? That's yeah. like who they're, no. They, yeah, they literally just want to watch the mortal realms burn. Exactly. That's what that's what they want. They don't I care. I mean that's their command. Multiply, <laughs> consume and destroy. And yeah. they're good at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there any of these other ones you wanted to mention? I'm certain there are, and I realized that I somehow didn't read this one page, and I don't want to oh. sit and read it now. So I'm just wondering. There's got to be more. We'll I probably. mean, there. I mean, there's some stuff in there. There's a little bit of background fill in about Excelsis and how right, like, that, like Slanesh like infiltrated Excelsis. That was all because of Clan Eshin. That was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, um, and then like the last part. Um, with the bell tolls, you know, it's kind of like just kind of leading into, you know, the future a little bit. Oh, that's the Blight City. Because when those bells ring, 13, that goes back to the story of the the creation of Skaven Blight in the world yes, that was. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I love that they do that, that they, that they do those ties. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to go into that story right now. 
Mm-hmm. But the creation of Skaven Blight and that story, I've always because that that's yeah. you know what that is that is that's a horror story. Yeah, it's a creation myth, right? It's not just a creation myth because yeah, it's how they came to be. But that mm-hmm. is a horror novel. Yeah, that is one of those stories you would almost hear on old timey radio. Like because yeah. these people are Bum. you know yeah these people are oh, yeah, here Bum. we're gonna we're gonna do this great thing for you and you're gonna prosper but yeah. you're but we're gonna do it overnight and nobody's gonna ask us any questions and it's like okay great and it's yeah. like wait what are you doing mm-hmm. and then and then that and then the the bell rings thirteen times and then yeah. stops and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, they all mutate and they turn into Skaven. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was uh, that was something else too. Remember that? I forgot about that. There was stuff in the game. Those warpstone things. You, the, yeah. the, the you could literally run spells and stuff that would turn your enemy units into Skaven units. Plus, curse the horned rat. That's what it was. Remember that? You could take oh, yeah. a small unit and if you rolled well enough, instead of wiping the unit out, if you could get the whole unit, because you would kill them, but if you could get the whole right. unit in one move, you would literally replace it with yep. a unit of Skaven because they right. changed. That's, oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, so the guy, um, Lord Screech Vermin King, has that spell, the dreaded 13th. Oh, see, I haven't read through enough of the. I got so irritated when I was trying to figure out, and <laughs> I think I figured out how we're going to approach this, and it's not going to, definitely not going to be scroll by scroll. It's mm. going to be overviews of the six clans because this book gets dumb. Like I was showing it to Harrison, and I'm like, "Look at this! They've got like, okay, what is it? You've got our, um, you know, the uh, battle." Uh, traits and that's great, but then there's a battle traits for each clan on top of it. Yeah, normally there's three battle traits. There's like five pages of it, and the command mm-hmm. trait. I'm like, no, this is too much. This gives me a headache. We're just <laughs> gonna break it down by type, so we can see where the. In fact, that's that's uh, this is where I'm relying on you, brother. <laughs> okay, you're like you know, just what are the big points of the cool things that those guys can do with their yeah, cool sure. abilities? Because I'm looking at it all and I'm getting a headache. But who is it? Screech Vermin King. Let's look that up. The Dreaded Thirteenth. Yeah. Um. Oh, so, so you just summon up a unit, though. Yeah. So you roll thirteen dice uh, for each four up. You do a mortal wound, and then you summon a unit of clan rats and add it to your army. Summon unit. Has one model for each mortal wound that you caused. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it is just like that. You summon. Okay, so I kill. You don't have to but worry f- about the whole unit, but you, right. whatever you do. Okay, right, so, but cool. it's, so but you could cast that at one model. You know what I mean? You could just do that on like a single wizard or some character standing out in the open. You could just blast him with the thirteen dice, however many mortal wounds you. Because you could uh, thirteen dice. Can you do more mortal wounds than he has? Sure. So you just if there's like a wizard standing there, like an enemy wizard, I'm gonna cast Dread Thirteenth spell on you. And I, let's say I do cool. seven, and he's only got five wounds, and he doesn't yeah, have a ward, ward yeah, save. So do I get ward. seven? Yeah, I guess he did seven, even though he only has five to take. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, we're getting too far. we're getting into the weeds here because now I'm yeah. getting into the end here and I start looking up the rules because I'm now I'm connecting too many things. We <laughs> got to be done. Yeah. Cuz I got to go to bed. So, um <laughs> let's uh let's not I mean, forget um yeah, let's yeah, well, let's wrap up. Cuz is there anything else you wanted to talk about lore-wise? Um just the thank cool stuff. 
I mean, Thankul's or origin, how he gets to the mortal realms, is pretty sweet. Oh, I thought we were going to cover um, some of the, you know, because it is big. But I thought we were going to cover some of the uh, the unit lore when we talked about each no, of the clans fine. and the units. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want to talk about them now, you you're welcome. No, to. No, I, just, I did do... not prep that. No, no, we can wait. That's okay. Fine. Okay, I'm just saying I didn't prep it, so if you want to go for it, but I don't have that any notes on that right now. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. All right, it's it's really cool. Yeah, no, everything about Thankful is cool because it's so much fun, and he is one of the best characters in in the in this whole book, and he has been for a long time. Yeah, I mean that's all that was invented by uh, Bill King, right? Yeah, the name of that guy. But the but like you know you've got uh, what's his name the the head of the Eshin. Um, Deathmaster, snitch, and they have named characters that are cool, but ain't none mm-hmm. of them, ain't none of them thankful. No, you know. I mean, they, I mean, I don't even think Deathmaster. I mean, it's a unit, but it's not a named character anymore. Not anymore. Good. He's the guy who cut off Thorin, Thor, uh, Thorgrim, Grudgebearer's head. So I'm glad that fool's dead. Was he really? Yeah, he's the one who that. killed him in the end times. Because remember, they like won that. that whole battle, and he walked the steps, and he was sitting there. Contemplating, looking out over his kingdom, and then head off. Yeah, I don't and that was him. That. Yeah, I, prob- I, I probably blocked that out. I am, I am bitter to this day. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up. I want we yeah. gotta. Hey, remember everyone. Thank you, and hey, please uh, I'll patronize the sponsors. Chaos Orc Superstore at chaosorc.com. Uh, six Squared Studios at number six squared studios.ca and of course grognards in rosella illinois there's yeah. always something happening at grognards indeed uh and of course the patreon patrons our associate producer jake c and james brown our executive producer scott milne um we haven't gotten a new patron in, in a little bit and that's totally fine i'm just have no new patrons to name um guys hey Guys, times are tight. Finances are rough. Uh, I appreciate everybody who is still contributing to this show because I know that every dollar counts nowadays. And so mm-hmm. the people who think it's worth it to donate to this nonsense, I love you dearly. So thank you all. And um, I think that's it. Yeah. So we'll be covering war shortly. Um, this is actually much closer to the 10th than I thought it was going to be, even though it ain't that close. Um, trying to get that stuff back on track. Hopefully next Mm -hmm. episode will be out on time by the 25th. That's the plan. So, Cool. Folks, until next time, own the faith. You got it ready? Are you ready? Oh, my God. No, I'm not. You got to be ready. Okay, folks, until next time, only the faith will be triumphant. Long pause. Mugging (laughs) for time. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. I don't know if I'm going to get Running out. I'm not Only the get faithful will know no despair except in oh. failure. Say it. Or Sigmar. Worst ending ever. 